This episode of Limit Break Radio is made possible by our generous Patreon donors, including Zero Aeolus from the Ferry Server, Dakar Turalyon from Siren, Science Sensei from Exodus. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. And by Alamo City Comic Con, October 28th through the 30th at the Henry B. Gonzalez Convention Center in sunny San Antonio, Texas. Alamo City Comic Con celebrates the artists that entertain us through TV, movies, comics, gaming, and cosplay. For more info, including badge prices, celebrity guests, hotel accommodations, and more, visit alamocitycomiccon.com. We don't take kindly to folks who impose their authority on the underprivileged. And Mika. Do you even lift? LimitBreakRadio.com Five, four, three, two, one! Welcome to Limit Break Radio. Episode number 68. One more. One more. The big one's coming. Oh, I know. <laughs> I can't wait for the next episode. We're not. It's just going to be filth from wall to wall. <laughs> oh, and I'm not going to be here for it. Aww. Nico, when you think about it, maybe you should be happy about it. <laughs> when you really think about it, when you get in there, do you want to be in the same like show as Juxta during episode 69? We yeah, don't. Yeah, None of us yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be sticky, is what it's going to yeah. be. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us here live at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. Uh, if you uh, are listening on the podcast and you want to join us live, we do the show every Sunday here at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio starting at 1 p.m. Eastern. And uh, we invite you to, to, to uh, tune in live. We uh, take your calls. And uh, we invite your calls here today. Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715. We're going to be talking about the live letter that Yoshi P delivered out at E3 2016, as well as the uh, uh, the interviews, some of the interviews that are coming out after E3. Uh, and uh, there have been some specific comments from Yoshi P that have sparked a lot of debate specifically about the jumping potion and whether we could see that added into Final Fantasy 14 or not. We're going to be taking your calls on that. Again, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715. And uh, for the first time, we're going to have a Scalia manning the phone lines today. Or is it womaning the phone lines today? It's womaning the phone okay, lines. Okay, all right. Her legs are crossed. <laughs> okay. No, uh, so seriously, if you guys I, I, call I, in, is it, it, I thought it was appropriate to ask. Uh, I was not, just being very, polite. Very good, very good. Thank you. Uh, no, yeah, so if you want to call in, you can uh, do that over on Skype or on Discord. However, if you're thinking this maybe like this to be your first time calling in, we encourage you very much to wait for next week when Juxta's back to do it. <laughs> yeah, uh, we are, 
this is, I think, Juxta's first show missed since coming back for FF14. It is. He has wow. never missed an episode. Wow. Yeah. So uh, Juxta is out today. He's celebrating his dad's birthday as well as Father's Day. Uh, we would like to uh, send a shout out to all of the fathers listening today uh, that are fans of Limit Break Radio. We are here for you. We're doing Limit Break Radio today for you. So, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, Juxta and Kahlo not joining us today. And I feel like there's a lot less arrogance in the room. Like, is that just me? Is, uh, you know, oh, I, I was didn't even notice Kahlo wasn't here. <laughs> <laughs> Kahlo isn't here, although uh, he, it, I, I do understand he's going to be joining us later for Final Encountercast uh, by Skype. So uh, just so you guys know, uh, he'll be joining us a little bit later. But uh, yeah, we are we're down uh, two crew members. Actually, we're down three crew members oh, uh, right here at the start. We'd like to uh, say get well soon to uh, Kooky Persona, uh, who uh, the other day was uh, complaining of some abdominal pain, and uh, it it got pretty. I guess. It got pretty severe really bad and uh they took her to the er and she needed emergency gallbladder surgery mm-hmm. uh so uh kooky all our hearts are uh, are with you today and uh this this show's dedicated to you and uh you know she did such a great job covering uh e3 for us uh, oh, yeah. uh you know over this reward. past week uh, gallbladder yeah, gallbladder, yeah, gallbladder <laughs> problems. Uh, but uh, anyway, yeah, Kooky not able to uh, to to uh, produce today, uh, be our producer today. We are happy to report she is recovering and doing well. Yeah, she is yeah. doing well. Uh, and uh, yeah, that was that was quite surprising. And so uh, you know, we were going to uh, have an E three wrap up uh, this week over on Final Encountercast, but. With uh, with Kooky not feeling well and uh, and everything, we wanted to we wanted to to take all of the E three stuff because Kooky got a lot of cool uh, uh, interviews when she was out at E three, and we wanted to take her experiences and we didn't want to try to stretch that out between two different shows because right. it would kind of feel disjointed, and it sucks that we have to wait a week and and uh, you know we we would have loved to uh, you know to to do even more E three because everyone is still hyped up about a lot of the stuff talking about at e3 uh so instead we're gonna hold off on that for a week uh we're gonna have our big e3 show uh next week over on final encounter cast and this week we're gonna argue about anime so we hope that you call in for final encounter cast join us over at final encounter cast at 5 p.m at twitch.tv slash final encounter cast damn you gallbladders i know <laughs> I, it, it, that's such a bummer it really bummed me out uh to to hear that uh she was is not you know feeling well just of all things your, i know your gallbladder out of right? nowhere mm-hmm. i know uh and yeah of course uh, all of our uh, our hearts go out to to kooky uh but again if you'd like to call in and make uh Escalia do a little bit of work limit break radio <laughs> on skype send a skype I'm message i'm not a young man anymore send I a can't sk- handle it man <laughs> send a skype message to limit break radio 810-515-8715 if you'd like to call in over a regular phone or uh if you've got discord 
LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord is uh, how you find our Discord server. Uh, so uh, we do have a lot to talk about. We've got uh, a bunch of stuff from E3 to talk about. But before we get into that, I'd like to remind everyone that uh, Limit Break Radio and all of our shows that we do, whether it be Final Encountercast, whether it be Refresh, uh, all of that is uh, supported and funded through your support over at patreon.com slash limit break radio uh currently looking at our totals we are at 1904 dollars uh again guys uh you know the the way that that we are able to do final encounter cast each and every single week is that uh you know that total has to remain at 2000 so if uh you know maybe it's uh it's your turn to step up to the plate and help limit break radio and the entire LBR network uh, uh, keep producing content uh, currently we have 162 patrons which is amazing mm-hmm. I love seeing that number uh, increase it steadily seems to increase but the thing is guys uh, you know we have a lot more listeners than just 162 listeners we've got I mean this show goes out to uh, tens of thousands of people every week whether it be over YouTube whether they download our podcast you know we've had to upgrade our servers over at limitbreakradio.com to be able to meet the bandwidth demands that you guys are uh, uh, that that you guys need to be able to get limit break radio as a podcast each and every single week so you know if you're comfortable with only 162 people supporting the entirety of the content that's created here at limit break radio then you know uh i, I then that's i guess that's fine that's that's a choice but i i'd like to see that number increase i'd like to see more people get it make a financial investment in uh limit break radio and you get something out of it one dollar uh just a dollar a month you'll get access to bonus content uh and uh now we we admit that we uh had kind of overlooked the post show making its way to uh to patreon but yeah they are all up there now uh we've had to uh we had to postpone the post show uh for a couple of weeks because the scalia was not here and then you had to did you have you had to leave early last week three that was like three weeks ago, Two, three wasn't weeks ago. It? we didn't do the post show uh last week because we didn't because e3 because e3 because yeah, e3 that's right. We didn't do a normal show. We did uh, E3 coverage. So, uh, you know, if you've been enjoying the uh, E3 coverage that that Final Encounter Cast has been doing, uh, and if you enjoy the program here, then head on over to patreon.com slash limitbreakradio and become a patron today. Uh, just a dollar a month gets you access to a whole bunch of bonus content. And then uh, from uh, from there on up, you got posters and cool T-shirts. You can see the uh, awesome T-shirt rocked by Kooky out at E3. Uh, as well as uh, you know, uh, uh, you can see uh, you, you can actually see a preview of everything that we've got over at patreoncom radio hey, So, Nero? yeah, uh, Zaree's Hylian in the chat just apologized to us for only donating five dollars on Patreon. Can we go ahead and correct his way of thinking on that? Yeah, no, it, that's the thing is that uh, it, the fact that you, it, it's it's not only giving five dollars. Like you're it's actually holy shit. That's five dollars. I know, right? Like five. 
dollars is a big deal. And, uh, you know, uh, that's the thing is that people think that $5 or $1 a month doesn't do anything. It does. It really does. Uh, You know, the 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 quote unquote, the smaller donations like people think that, oh, it's it's the hundred dollars that that we really, uh, you know, cater to. And we love those. But we also know that they're not sustainable. Five dollars a month is a sustainable donation for somebody's budget. And because it's month over month, uh, you know, that actually is a huge deal to us because it's again, like I said, it sustains the programs that you enjoy. And uh, also you get a little bit out of it. So uh, head on over to patreon.com slash limit break radio and uh, help us out. Help continue funding the content that we make over uh, throughout all of our shows. Uh, We had a nice show over at refresh the other day, too, by the way, if you want to hear the decimation of a troll, (laughs) head to finalencountercast.com. Download the latest episode of refresh. Uh, It is hilarious. I've never heard will go off like that before, but it was uh, that was something special. Uh, So also, we'd like to remind you about uh, Final Symphony. This is the uh, symphony series that is uh, touring around the uh, country. But the San Francisco Symphony uh, is celebrating with their Summer in the Symphony concert series. On Wednesday, July 27th, the San Francisco Symphony will share the stage with famous video game composer Nobuo Uematsu uh, at the Davies Symphony Hall in San Francisco and will perform the music from Final Fantasy VI, VII, and X. This is Final Symphony's final stop on their debut tour. Uh, And you can find tickets. Tickets are available at sfsymphony.org. Now, this is really cool. Hironobu Sakaguchi, who's the creator of the Final Fantasy franchise, uh, is going to be appearing in a pre-concert talk prior to Final Symphony. He's coming out more. Uh, yeah, he yeah. Uh, ever since the, uh, the what was it, FF15 uncovered event yeah yeah. he has been he's been making a lot of appearances and it makes me wonder if maybe mist walker is getting ready to run it something we heard that you know we we heard we heard um uh rumors of of a game in development and it makes me wonder if he's you know just putting his face out there and reminding people like hey i made final fantasy Mm -hmm. uh because yeah he 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 had some distance from square enix for a while after he left the company and even when he was running like uh, still doing that all the time. He didn't really put his face out there very much. Right. He was not always horribly vocal about that. It is weird to see him come out this much and do these kinds of events. Yeah, and uh, it's really exciting. I I would actually very much like to uh, see that 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 pre concert talk. Uh, but again, that's uh, that's happening prior to Final Symphony on July twenty seventh. That starts at seven thirty p.m. Again, pick up your tickets at sfsymphony.org. Uh, also, the show is supported by. Alamo City Comic Con. Uh, thank you to Alamo City Comic Con. And uh, if you're going to be in the uh, San Antonio area around October 28th through the 30th, stop by the Henry B. Gonzalez Convention Center and uh, visit us. We'll be there. Uh, at least one of us will be there. Uh, but we've got some exciting announcements uh, around that. So uh, I know a lot of people are going to be traveling around that time because of Fan Fest. So if you find yourself in the area, October 28th through the 30th at the the Henry B. Gonzalez Convention Center. All right. Uh, we've Real got- quick, I'd actually like to give a big shout out to Ethis Asher 
uh, resident lore correspondent and friend of the show. He hosts a show over on his YouTube channel, uh, FS Asher, uh, called The Lucid Grind, where he sits down and talks about uh, different themes in video games. He had me on a week ago. We talked about gender and sexuality inside of video gaming and specifically inside of MMOs. Nice. It was a wonderful conversation. I encourage you all to go listen to episode two of The Lucid Grind and give him a like and a follow. And uh, also, Ethis uh, made a recent appearance on Mog Talk, he right? Did. Yeah, he was talking about lore. Uh, now, we are going to have a similar conversation at some point about lore surrounding 3.3 uh, and uh, various story elements, but we still have our, mostly have our spoiler flags up uh, at least for another few weeks to let stragglers get through the storyline. We didn't want to, uh, we didn't want to put a spoiler episode out there too soon. We're usually pretty careful about spoiler episodes and about the timing of those. I know, Nika, I'm sorry, you're chomping at the bit to talk about I story. Am. I know you are. I'm, and I'm sorry. I'm not going to be here for like the next two weeks. This isn't fair. I, uh, well, I guess we got to hold off on the story discussion for two weeks. So, <laughs> You know, it's amazing. For everything where we're always like, too bad, get it done. Lore is one thing where we're usually like, yeah, no, we'll, we'll wait on that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and I mean, we try to be gentle about spoilers. We know that a lot of people listen to the show and that a lot of people progress through the game at, uh, you know, at, at various paces. And, uh, you know, the thing is, is that uh, there's a lot of time in between patches. So it's not like, you know, it's not like we need to rush through talking about any of these things. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that we we try to very purposely time our lore episodes. That's no criticism. But if you want to hear a very good lore discussion, including some very interesting revelations about the Weeping City of Macaque, uh, <laughs> then uh, head on over to, uh, to, to Frosty TV's YouTube channel and check out the latest episode of Mog Talk featuring uh, our good friend Ethis Asher. Uh, so, all right, uh, let's talk about uh, what's going on in FF14 News. This is a limit breaking news update. We do have a few items of note here. Uh, We've got the FF14 Amazon Summer DLC campaign. Now, uh, a lot of people were wondering about these items because these were the items attached to the, uh, what was it, the 7-Eleven campaign in Japan? Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, So now we have uh, confirmation. So qualifying purchases of at least $19.99 from the Amazon.com video game department to, uh, you can receive a promotional code. Uh, so those uh, those codes are to uh, receive the uh, the items. You've got the uh, white fat chocobo, uh, the thing with wings, the Titan and Ifrit masks, uh, and the uh, butler and maid outfits. I've done it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How was it? What'd you buy? Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> you you bought it for PC, PC didn't well. you? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But now I can play with Juxta and Kahlo yeah, on the PC. I'm but sure, on yeah, the but is that a rewarding experience? Yeah. Every time well, I want to shoot him. Every, <laughs> every time you look, yeah, you you look at it on your PlayStation dashboard. You must just get actually no, because I I can play with Joe. Okay. I can play with Joe never now. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Fair well, enough. That's way better than Juxta and Kahlo. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Uh, so, uh, yeah, d- uh, we've actually got a few codes that we can give away. <gasps> Do we? Yeah, we could give them away today. I oh mean, my gosh, how? Uh, I don't know. We could make <laughs> it. We're the we, worst at this. Uh, well, we could we could do it today. We because uh, I think if we did if we did it today. And never told Juxta and Kahlo, they'd be like, "Oh, 
Oh, come on. I wanted those. Oh, God. We have to give them away today. Oh, my God. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so maybe we should figure out a let's let's play let's try to think of a way to uh, to give some of these away. Uh, just so yeah, because I think it would piss them off. I think, uh, I, be, best <laughs> uh, best dick pic. Oh, oh come on. <laughs> we, I uh, think that's had, actually illegal, we, isn't it? We, we've we've had that. It's called fapping the realm. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, so I might even kiss a dude. <laughs> <laughs> that is my favorite drop. <laughs> It is a good drop. It is a really good drop. Uh, in celebration of the official FF14 Twitter account reaching 140,000 followers, players on all worlds are are eligible to receive a hatchling earring as a special in-game reward. So if you haven't picked that up, make hey, sure you I do that. Where do you get that? Uh, there are uh, a bunch of Moogles. In, there's one in Limsa, Gridania, and Ulda. And they should have had it be a Moogle in the Sea of Clouds, and you have to find which one. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, if uh, if you haven't yet, make sure you go uh, pick that up. It's called the Itinerant Moogle or something like that. Uh, so, uh, that's a thing. And uh, this is not actually a news item from uh, the Lodestone, where most of our uh, FF14 news comes from. But this is actually news out of E3. Mm -hmm. uh, so it seems like Square Enix wants to bring FF14 to the Xbox One. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV could find its way to Xbox One if Microsoft is willing to tweak some of its regulations. According to Microsoft, uh, I'm sorry, according to Final Fantasy XIV director Naoki Yoshida, Square Enix is currently in discussions with Microsoft. This is actually way more of a kind of like we've heard from kind of both sides that like yeah we wouldn't mind doing this and this now sounds like it's actually a discussion mm -hmm. uh, Microsoft actually approached the Final Fantasy 14 about the cross-platform opportunity Yoshida told Polygon when That's our interesting yeah that is interesting well I think we kind of knew that I, think I thought it was the other way around no I actually think that Microsoft uh, I, I think that Microsoft would probably want to I, I mean it's beneficial for both parties sure. but I was Let's, with Papa Woody I was assuming that 14 was approaching Microsoft yeah. about this yeah Maybe I don't know. Microsoft's got struggling hardware. Anything Ugh, that anything that they can do to move units, especially after that presentation, right? We'll talk about that next time. Uh, when when our team reviewed the regulations that are associated with that, we realized that Microsoft may not have uh, the experience or understanding of running an MMORPG as an online game genre just yet. Ouch! That is ooh. They, they, so they publicly went out and said, well, they might not know how. So yeah. we're going to take a pass for right now. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I, I mean, it sounds like it's something that uh, that they're they're open to. I think it has to do with the uh, the, the Xbox premium uh, oh, the Xbox service. Live. Yeah, the Xbox Live premium service yeah. pricing structure. I think that is the big you, arguing point for them. You think they'd want something to the lines of if if they have like a subscription, they don't need that or something? Uh, yeah, that kind of like PlayStation. Well, mm -hmm. sort of sort of how FF11 was was on on the 360 where it didn't matter if you had a gold account mm -hmm. you could log into your ff11 account no matter what right it's sort of treated as a little bit as like an offline uh game a little bit you know like in in at least in the way that they're treating it that way uh what do you think possible fan fest announcement maybe Ooh. i don't know that's possible uh, if they're gonna do it anywhere they do it at fan fest right. yeah mm -hmm. 
the Final Fantasy 14, te- uh, 14 team expressed these concerns to Microsoft, saying that there are certain elements of regulations that Square Enix would have to consider waived. The developer is currently awaiting Microsoft Microsoft's response. That yeah, that to me is pretty pretty clear. F eleven was on Xbox, right? And they had and they had worked out that deal, and it seems like. Like they're trying to like Square Enix is like yeah well why, let's do the same thing that we did with Eleven and Microsoft's going yeah I don't know and kind of wringing their hands about it so uh, well, well like what bargaining chip do they have to work with exactly Square Enix doesn't need this mm, no but it wouldn't be bad no. I, I mean having having another your, platform yeah, yeah having your game available on as many platforms as possible is really good for an MMO. I, I agree. I just think like is the is your typical demographic of Xbox One users are they big MMO players? Are they not? I mean, I is, are there any gamers that you would consider not in, in, inherently not MMO players anymore? I mean, like you I know, I don't think they would lose money by having it on Xbox. No, so. yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, it doesn't mean it would be like this raging success, but I, I think if they would still get money, it wouldn't be a bad idea. It wouldn't. Push Do you think consoles. it? Would, you think it would get as much as they got out of having eleven on the Xbox 360? Maybe I, I don't know. I because that's the thing is that eleven on the three sixty that we saw a good injection of of player base. Right. Do you think they would get to repeat that with Xbox One and FF? Maybe if they launched it alongside the next expansion. That's what I was just mm. going to say. It would come out at four I think, I, and that's a good time to do it too. Right. That's a really good time to do it because you you get a nice big promotional push across the board, mm. and that's just really adding a logo to your existing promotion to be able to push it on that platform. Plus, with a topic we're going to bring up later, might also help. Push oh, it. yeah, I guess we'll talk about that later. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I'm so, I'm, I know it's so depressing. I'm yeah, it really is. Uh. So let's talk about the uh, letter from the producer that happened live out at E3 2016. Again, uh, Kooky Persona was there live, and uh, we would have checked in with her today on what her experience with a live, live letter was like. Um, but her- it looked like she enjoyed herself. I think she, she did. Perfectly she perfectly on camera with a shirt and everything. Yeah. Unhappy, kind of like clutching at her back a little <laughs> bit, but yeah, she seemed good. Uh, so yeah, let's talk about the, uh, the live letter. So, uh, there's a couple of, now here's the thing. I'm going to, I'm going to just come right out and say this. All of the like funny stuff and reactions. I have no idea. While the live letter was going on, uh, I was hosting refresh and we had a 14 year old kid call in and try to troll us. And it was amazing. Yeah. And there was no way that you were going to get me away from <laughs> from that moment. Like, like I was like, oh, the live letter is happening, and I really want to be watching that right now. But this is so fascinating and hilarious. It, it, it ended with the kid... Let me, like, just spoiler alert. Like, it ended with the kid rapping to us. <laughs> And us like 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 trying to give him feedback on his rap. It went to a weird place. You guys man. are the hosts on the Voice, just kind of helping it, him out. Yeah, like it went to a weird. F- it was great radio. Uh, anyway, sorry, but uh, let's just kind of take a look at uh, some of the overall points of uh, uh, of the live producer letter. Uh, so apparently, apartments are going to be coming in uh, three point four. Is that like you can rent? Yay! Are they rent controlled? Are they like stacked on top of each other? I think so that way more people can fit in an area. I do. I get to live in the projects finally. <laughs> is that, are we gonna be living in like downtown Ulda? <laughs> 
It really song. is. That's a very strange addition. Uh, yeah. I, are they just bigger I, personal rooms? Because, I mean, like, are they, if they're instant? I figured it meant that that way you can fit, like, ten people on one plot because they stack on top of each other. Like apartments. You think you think maybe oh, it's going like to be like a housing, housing type? Oh. Yeah, that's oh. what I fi- I always figured it was because they can't expand the space, so instead they're building upwards instead of... Oh, I never just, thought about they that. They just add more wards. I thought they were going to be more like the in-room before Ishgard, because oh every my other God. city has. We're, we're going to have wards that are now slums, where it's just <laughs> it's just apartments from, uh, you know, like, like it's... Every time, every time uh, a plot goes down, the homeowner, you know, is going to look at it like, God, I hope they don't put an apartment complex out. This is going to be bad. Uh, you can you can buy a plot and decide you want to put up like rent controlled housing there. <laughs> See a Lollafell well, down there. You don't want to touch him because you know he's going to stab you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to having some like scumbag who doesn't pay his rent. And I get to evict him. Right. Uh, I don't know what these are. They could be instanced rooms. They could be like larger instanced rooms. But at the same time, like I think that I think it would be interesting if it was like a new housing type. Become a landlord or slumlord. Yeah, you know. Yeah, slumlord and Gregory. <laughs> How? Oh yeah. And if you do it, you get that title. Get the title. Yeah, oh, yeah. That'd be awesome. Yes. Yeah. That'd be great. Make it happen. Uh, let's see. Reselling land for high amounts is not allowed, and GMs will enforce this. Report it if you see it in Party Finder. Now, this is actually wait. Essie doesn't take a stance on things. This is what is this? This is really interesting because, like, I, I don't know that this was a pra- was this a very criticized practice. Like, I thought that this oh, was. Oh my normal. god! Yes. No, no, well, no. Like, even the other day, I was looking in Party Finder, and someone has, was saying like reselling five blah blah blah, and then you look at current location, Mordine Jail. <laughs> Not even kidding. That's pretty funny. It was hilarious. That's that that is pretty funny. Hmm. No, but I mean, like, it it. it how else I mean just think about it like someone's online where everyone else is at work and they're like hmm I'm just going to buy all these up and sell them for 8,000% profit like come on yeah yeah that does suck that does suck especially when you're talking about like when they add new wards and then you get someone who yeah just basically buys up the whole fucking thing I thought you can only buy one house though at a time you can buy like four can't you and don't they do it as an FC no like, shit. Like, yeah, they get like their whole FC together and buy up a ton of houses. Yeah, yeah. And then you just sell them off. Yep. Well, it's good that that you know they've took a stance on it. I guess as long as they keep enforcing it. Um, I just have a hard time picturing Yoshi being like, "Yeah, report them. Do it. Screw you, Lorito. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like capitalism." Uh, so they are working on increasing housing item limit. So good. that's if Juxta, that's good. Uh, like in just for Juxta, yes, thank you. <laughs> well, especially in the large houses, I've noticed some mm-hmm. people run out of space, and you have like a whole room that's just totally unfurnished because you can't put any more space. Yeah, that is true. That is true. I've noticed that as well. Uh, so the next expansion, we are going to see a large Ugh. increase for inventory space. I think that this thank is good. God. News. Again for Juxta, yes, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, that's that's definitely good. I, I, how many I, how many pages? Two pages? Two whole pages? Mm-hmm. I think that would be good. Yeah. That'd be a g- nice addition. Or a, a like, you know how like we've got the we've got the four right now. If we got a whole second page of that, like ex- oh, on the yeah. expanded, yeah, that would be cool. Uh, let's see. Uh, Two thousand mentor roulettes for the mount. Uh, they do have. They have no intention on decreasing. I that. love it. Uh, Dude, I've done two mental roulettes, got Ramu X, and have never done one again. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's, the was what's the mount? What's the mount? 
Pegasus. It's two, a pe- oh yeah. okay. Two pe- two person Pegasus. Yeah, that's Wait, seriously cool. Like one? two thousand oh, roulette runs for your mount, who, and that's what it is. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who cares? Uh, <laughs> this is really probably one of my favorite points. Uh, they have no plans to nerf Weeping City of Macaque. Yes. Suck it, nerds. Uh, that's good. Thank you. I, yeah. that, that is really good. I'm uh, very, very satisfied to see that. Um, and and the thing is, is I, I really do, like, I... I actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be totally honest. I, because of E3, have not had time to log on at all this week. The only time that I did was for a single run on Tuesday to get the picture from episode 67's banner. <laughs> That's the only thing that I did, and it we one shot at everything. Mm-hmm. It was fine. Every it, 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 it like. It's forcing people to learn harder mechanics yes. and get better. And I think that that is really what was needed. It, it was needed three patches ago. God, yeah. It, I, I did uh, run Weeping City this morning, and it is nice to have a run where there's no fight that I can just look away and not pay attention to. Yeah. I actually have to pay attention on every fight and do the mechanics properly. Right. Yeah. Uh, so there was a question about uh, getting Savage Weeping City. <laughs> Isn't that a contrast <laughs> from the last question it really is <laughs> i i love that that question even got asked right like yeah, the, that's yeah, the amazing thing is, is that if something like that happened they would need to allow a better system for alliancing up i know it exists but only the alliance leaders can even see it mm-hmm. and then literally that would be something for a free company to go in and do mm-hmm. yeah You'd you're right coordinate. like it would not be something you could just duty finder you're absolutely right uh nika they would need a better system for uh, uh alliance maintenance and yeah i think that that would be really good fc content like that that'd be finally awesome. yeah Some good fc content but what did they say to that just they said <laughs> Uh, really? Okay, okay. Maybe eventually when we get more wiggle room. Uh, I think that was that, that being was paraphrased. I, I think assume? that was the big Yoshi. Like Yoshi P was like, "What?" Like yeah, it got like a really weird. That he's yeah. like, even asked that. Yeah. But I just like keep throwing that suggestion out there, please. Yeah. No shit. Uh, I I I really think that the reaction uh, on the part of the player base to Weeping City was um, actually pretty well measured. And uh, in terms of like on forums and social media, I think that, you know, we didn't see a whole lot of the we wants come out and saying we want nerfs and stuff like that. I think that, you know, even though some people's attitude inside the the raid, I I don't want to call it a raid, but inside the dungeon, I guess, uh, needs a little bit of adjusting and a little bit of work that uh, I'm I'm genuinely impressed that there weren't more calls for nerfs because there was a significant portion of the community that was very vocal about steps of faith that (laughs) was that was needlessly vocal about its difficulty. And I, I, I just think I, I'm very encouraged by what I'm what I've been seeing from the community. And I'm also very encouraged by the response uh, on the part of the devs. You think the community might be uh, growing up a little bit? I think so. I think so. And I think that's what happens when you challenge your community mm-hmm. because they they realize that the mechanics are not it's not something to be that afraid of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, the the more responsibility that you start throwing on different members of the party, and and increasing those responsibilities and increasing those mechanics, you know, like that 
I think is, you know, you're going to just make all of the elements of your party and all of the elements of your community better. Mm-hmm. We, we had just our, better at your, at, at your game. We had such a good teacher in our first run that we did. And it was so cool to see these people who have clearly never really done any hard fights before. They like they, we do the fight once we'd wipe. They'd try and explain the fight and just like seeing these people get more responsibility put on them. Like you have to know these mechanics. Right. Let's do it. And then, right. yeah, they would they would step up to meet the challenge. Yeah. And that's what's there. If you're willing to like give your players the chance to be held accountable for what happens to them, they'll step up. I absolutely. I totally agree with that. And that's I think what we're seeing here is we're seeing the process of our player base step up. It's great. I, I think that it's awesome. Uh, so let's go to our phone lines. We've got uh, Taser Smurf from Midgar Somer uh, wanting to uh, talk about uh, RMT and housing. What's going on, Taser? Thanks for calling Limit Break Radio. Hi, guys. Not much. Um, I you know, like- I, can I can I just I, I just want to note it. I I've just noticed something. You only call in when Kahlo's not here. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a reason for that? Yes and no, but <laughs> people actually think I'm callow. <laughs> well, if you'd call in when he was here, we wouldn't. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I have. <laughs> I think she has. Readily. <laughs> like a recorded call. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Like we're we're uh, we're playing an elaborate hoax. Yeah. Well, it's not unlike us to play a long con. But. Well, <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Anyway, Taser, thanks for calling in. Uh, yeah, but um, when I was watching the live letter and Matt had said the item level limit thing, Yoshi's like, you know, nodding, and then she starts in translating, and he's like, I know what he said! And, and I'm like, whoa, Yoshi's being a little rude there. <laughs> I mean, he totally just cut him off. I mean, her off. And it took him, basically, to go to Balmung to see what the housing situation and why everybody's so uppity about, you know, the flipping of properties and that, yes, we do need bigger limits in at least the largest because when you have 200 items for both a large and a medium yeah like that's not a good <laughs> yeah thing. no I, I i totally agree uh you know i think that I, I large houses always felt very sparsely decorated to me mm-hmm. and i guess i it never occurred to me that it was because the item limit is the same as a medium house well look at the lbr house it yeah. is you just pack 200 items are in there and mm-hmm. we still have tons of room to do stuff with. that's yeah. true yeah. yeah yeah we do uh so yeah I, I, the the housing situation uh especially with people buying up plots of land and uh you know flipping them for enormous profit uh i mean everyone knew you know that that that's a pretty scumbag practice uh but uh, you know officially getting getting word from square enix that they're going to be enforcing it i think that is uh you know because you can say that something is a problem and you can identify something as like scummy but until the company who makes the game is willing to enforce it y- there's really nothing that we as a community can really do mm-hmm. outside of like oh well, we're just not going to participate in that practice uh and i think that you know we've seen you know with with uh blizzard dropping the ban hammer on so many overwatch players like yeah. you need to police yeah. you need to police your online game and uh it's just nice to 
see that uh, Square Enix is going to be doing a little bit more of that. And then, you know, with the RMTs, he was on, um, like, Behemoth, and he just got, like, <laughs> flooded with RMTs. And so it's like, really, it takes him going and seeing what it's like on an NA server to know mm-hmm. that we need a report button that's faster than going to the support page. Yeah, do those yeah. problems not, not exist on JP servers? Do they not, not have RMT problems? Not as much, I don't think. Not as much. If, I mean, it's like, you know, being on, again, um, Valmon where there are no RMT. Right. Because it's still full, but they don't attack the JP servers. Right, right, yeah. Mm, I mean, it I is. Why that might be? Maybe it is aggressive. It. I, I, you know, and it's and it's never occurred to me. Like we're on a high population server, it's kind of tough to make characters sometimes, and even we get hit mm-hmm. with tells all the goddamn time. It must be excruciating for it really lower pop servers. Too, I've noticed though that like sometimes I feel like I get none, and then sometimes I get like twenty in a day. This week it's just been awful on Midgard. I normally don't have to busy, but when I'm getting like three in a second wow do they have a login campaign going on right now i don't know i Seems don't like know that's when it usually gets hit the hardest that's true yeah because you can just spam account mm-hmm. uh, uh, uh account making uh, arthur says uh in the chat not as much uh, zero rmt problems actually so wow uh that's interesting yeah i mean it, it can be very aggressive and it can also be very off-putting i can see how um you know there are a lot of people who have said, man, I don't use guild work at all for the, uh, you know, for the um, hunt. hunt aspect to it at, uh, whatsoever. I only use it as a way to filter out RMT spam. And I'm like, wow, it's really that bad? And mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah. On some places, it really is that it bad. It was yeah. horrible in Hyperion. Uh, that's man. a good point that, yeah, we on Sargatanis are probably shielded from it a good bit. And obviously, Balmung is very well shielded. Yeah, but yeah. You go to somewhere. Quite a few on on Sargatanis. Yeah, well... I think it does vary based on the population at the time, though. Like, I notice certain times of day, like, I'll get zero, and then sometimes I'll get 20. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It it, it does vary a lot on Sargentanus, but the fact that we get any being such a high-pop server, I mean, we have, uh, you know, we have people asking, like, uh, asking us all the time, hey, I'm making a new character, I want to make a character on your server, Uh, and we're like, or or if they want to transfer, it's like, yeah, we'll do it at, like, three in the morning, because that's the best time to, you know, Mm -hmm. get in. Yeah. And, yeah, we are shielded from from it a little bit anyway taser thanks for the call we uh we appreciate it if you'd like to be a caller here on limit break radio uh limit break radio on skype 810-515-8715 and limitbreakradio.com slash discord if you'd like to call in on discord very nice job kelly nice job nailed it yes uh so um let's see uh, they will uh, look into letting uh, dragon skin maps stack. Oh, thank God! They'll look into it. Is it that? Is it that a hard thing to do? I, don't I can't think imagine it is. is. I don't think what, it should. What be. they said was that because you can only farm up one per day, they didn't like put that into the system to allow them stackable. But, why but not? now that people are like farming them in massive groups, people are stacking them up for days until their free companies or their little static groups are doing them together. So now it's kind of becoming a problem. I can see why they didn't do it originally. I just like. From a coding standpoint, is it's really not a stackable that hard. Item and not a stackable item, it can't be that different. No shit, right? I uh, wonder if it has something to do with the fact that they like it is a once a day item. So I'm not sure if there is something in the coding that's different for one a day items than I don't other know. items. 
Uh, like, I know pe- people in my free company actually like mail them back and forth to each other and just keep them in their inboxes because they can't keep them anywhere mm. else. Ah, the old FF11 method of finding <laughs> yeah. more storage. That is I right. I just mail it to myself. I, I've already got a set of uh, God Pops. Let me just keep another set in my, uh, in my yeah. Then they got to cycle through all their stuff to get it in and out. Ugh. Oh, my God, right? Terrible. Uh, mount abilities in open world like the broom ability. They're working on it one at a time. I, I, I guess that's their way of saying, yeah, we got one guy in a closet who works on it. He'll he'll Probably. get it done when it's done. Mm-hmm. Wait, what ability? I don't know. Mount abilities? Mount? I think kind like, of... Um, I don't even... I, have, I don't have you the got broom like or... Your, uh, really the magic tech. The magic you know, that can shoot. shoot and the, yeah. uh, Does the broom have one? I, I didn't think it did. I didn't realize it did. I didn't know that. I rid my broom once. I guess they're what people are asking for more mounts to have those abilities. Mm. Oh. Mm. Okay. Sure. It was nice on the Magitek suit, I guess. I mean, all the Beastmen ones, you have those ones. Sure. Right. Uh, they're thinking about a raid roulette as requested by every region. That has been sorely needed for a long time. Wait, oh wait, a raid roulette? A like, raid roulette. Like they just p- throw you into a random savage? No. I think what I think it, it should comprise... That's what raid finder is. Just the right. current savage. Right. What I think it should comprise of is I think it should comprise of a lot of the stuff that's not in roulettes that would be considered raids. Like so you've coil? got your your Alexander Normal, all of your binding coil at this point. I mean, we're so far beyond the eye level that, you know... There's not a ton of challenge that comes with binding well, coil. You if could they were going to throw us into coil, it would put us back at level fifty. We wouldn't be sixty. Uh, Keep that yeah. in mind, because when we do trial roulettes, it sinks us down. That's right. Yeah, you're right. So you're this right. wouldn't be like Labyrinth of the Ancients. Yeah, and it stuff wouldn't like be that. like wouldn't be. Stopping. I would also I mean, include that. Would still that, be yeah, a pretty high eye level, but I, yeah, uh, I'm not sure how they would do that. It's it, it'd probably just be the 24 man raids. You think? That's what I would have guessed would yeah. be the 24 mans. I mean, we've now got five of them to roulette between. I mean, you know, they cycle so two once in experts, Once we have so. the last stage of it, then we'll have six, and then we'll have to go between six dungeons in a roulette. Why would they? I, I just don't understand why they would wait this long to, to make one of those. Yeah. You know? mm, I, I, I don't know. I guess I, my guess would be originally they weren't planning to make one of them and they're only doing it because every region has now requested it, maybe. That seems insane, though. Yeah, I don't disagree. What, what's the purpose of not having it? Yeah. I mean, that's a whole bunch of content that people only do when it's relevant. Give them an additional reason to do it. But that's just another thing that SE's overlooked. I, I mean, there are a lot of them. Seems. There are a lot of them, but uh, it, it it does. You know, we we had said that for a while. Uh, following the conclusion of two point five five, make a you know make a raid finder, mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, make a raid roulette, and uh, you know add a bonus in there that makes it really worth doing. Mm-hmm. So hundred tomes. I I I mean, if they could put if they could put a good reward in there, I think that that it would be. It would be heavily trafficked. I, I, I mean, I would love an excuse to do more of the older raids or throw me back into this some of the 2.0 stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if someone, like, you're going to throw me an extra 100 tomes to go to a circus tower, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. No, dude, if they put the original coils in and everyone, you know, it's like you queue up for whatever and then you get that one group that gets a T3 and you're like, yeah, just get to run through <laughs> for free. Free tomes. 
That's it's it's sort of that that's sort of like when you get Ifrit on leveling roulette. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. You're like, okay, yeah, I cannot. I don't have to pay attention to anything that happens in the next five <laughs> minutes, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get XP. Woohoo! You know, like it, it'd be the same thing. Yeah, why not have a gimme in there? It's not a, a bad thing. We had a group decide to do that where they were only going to auto attack Ifrit to death. <laughs> no abilities. Did that work? That's yeah. actually pretty funny. It did. Yeah. Where we got in, and guys like, all right. So follow me on this one. <laughs> we all make a pact that uh, the DPS are going to use no abilities, and we just yeah we we just nuked him down that way. That would be oh man, that's funny. Uh, so uh, can we get stage furnishings? Apparently was a question. Uh, yeah, that, like you know how people put together their stages, own like yeah. tables to make it look like a stage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess Yoshi P asks the housing team while on camera to do this. So, yes, you will get stage furnishings. At some point. Yeah, if the housing team's got nothing else to do, go for it. Why not? I guess. I feel like there's... I don't know. I feel like it's well needed, though. With how many companies do in-game events and stuff. Like... I mean, I don't know if you were at that ghost fashion show, but like the way that they had to make a catwalk in a stage, like they was very clever. But like if there was just a stage in the game, like so many more groups could do in-game events. Yeah, I, I suppose. But why not mannequins? Come on, mannequins would be way better. Yeah, but the thing is, is that they've they've added so many housing elements to make it. I mean, like, again, like you said, it was really creative how ghost came up with it. But again, if you think about how many like how many tables and how many housing spaces yeah. they had to use up to make a stage it took like five whereas you can just use one item and that way you have four other slots to put other stuff mm-hmm. in the house yeah i don't know well, we already talked about how like houses need more space so if you're Ugh. using five instead of one to make a stage you know i mean it, i guess it just uh, seems kind of niche yeah yeah i i feel like um this is uh what's um, uh, there's a word for it. It's very Balmungy. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe the question. No, I think was the uh, I think the next uh, the next uh, one is definitely more for Balmung. <laughs> I believe that, that is one. The Balmung. I question. do remember this next question, and that was a Balmung. That's a, that said. Once we have stages, are, are we going to perform on a stage? No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I'll, I will. <laughs> okay. I'll sing for you. Uh, so, uh, yeah, this is, yeah, this is the most Balmungy question that has ever Balmunged ever. I think it's a good idea. Uh, no. Yes. No. I, I actually like it, too. No. <laughs> Get out. I can't help it. I like it. No, they'll put an icon for, that you can t- hopefully toggle on and off for whether or not you're in character for Boom. role player. No, you know, we just need to sell this to a Nero properly. A Nero, they are putting an icon in the game that says, a Nero, ignore me. That is what it is. <laughs> you know, that's not a bad point. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I, I've got a. Re- that way, people I've and others got, and find each other. I've too. got the worst joke lined up <laughs> in the cannon. I've got the worst joke Just lined up in the it. cannon. Just fire it. Okay, sure. <laughs> Can they be gold stars? Can the icon be gold stars? Is that possible? Oh. Uh, yeah. Now we all feel bad. You asked for it. I told you. I warned you. I tried to say you don't want to hear this joke, but you said Ooh. no, Nero. You want to say it out loud, and so I did. And now we all have to live with the. Con- Consequences. This is bullshit. <laughs> I guess I should be glad I don't get it. Uh, it's. I'm not. I'm not explaining <laughs> we, the joke. Let's move not. On. Next. Next point. It's I don't not. Well, I don't want it. Yeah. Let's not. No. Uh, yeah. So they're thinking about an icon to re- represent in character for RP. 
<sighs> um, an MGP bonus event rotation. Uh, they asked about that. Uh, they, That's a good idea, too. They have a system uh, in from the uh, Gold Saucer event that they'll consider it. So yeah, that's awesome. Like I was, I honestly thought it was like a permanent MGP bonus when it wore off. I was very, very upset. Yeah, what they were thinking was fifty percent bonus was rotating. Like Chocobo races be one week, Cactar Pot extra. You know, I, that would yeah, actually that's, that's kind of a good idea. Yes, they're going to spur other it. events rather yeah. than just like whatever is the most MGP per second. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I I like that. I like that. Uh, so, uh, can we get a change pose for sleeping? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. No. Actually, I, yes, my character everyone. sleeps really horribly. Because anyone who's a Mikote, their sleeping motion is dumb. No, mine too. It's horrible. I always like to go on the bed and go to sleep when I actually go to sleep sometimes. <laughs> and I really hate the way my character sleeps. What is yours? So. Really? She like lays Standing on her back with her corner. hands under her. I don't know. It just doesn't look like the way you would sleep on a bed. The it's Mi- so dumb. The Makote sleeps on her stomach with her legs like up in the air and like resting her hands on her chin. Yeah, isn't, that's not a bed. It isn't like isn't that, TV. But that's, isn't that how everyone like how, sleeps? That's yeah. how I sleep. <laughs> Every night. Mine Every would be night. like how you would sleep if you were laying under a tree, not on a bed. Like... It's kind of dumb. I think female Lalafels smack their face in the pillow. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no! Actually, like I don't care if you RP or not. Like that is one that, thank God, some of them are dumb. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I guess it has been worked on for a while. It'll be in three point three five, and then we got this bit of a bombshell. And I, this is stunned. I'm yes. I that, think it was a little bit of a leak. <laughs> The way he said it. I, 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 am, I am very, very surprised. We are less than a month from 3.35. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like... What? Wh- why are they... So, are they suddenly playing catch-up or something? Wow! I, that doesn't make sense, because if, if they're doing halfway between each patch, that's I, not quite... No, I don't... They're, 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 I think... I think that they have gauged the response for Deep Dungeon, and they've gone... Okay, let's adjust our timetable. This has to come out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think. I, I mean, like, they're. Mm-hmm. I think that they're going to try to capitalize on the wave of people that came back for three point three, <clears throat> and how. Just, I mean, like, they've got a lot of really, really, really positive uh, sentiment with Deep Dungeon and talking about Deep Dungeon. And yeah, I, I think that they're going to try to to capitalize on that mm-hmm. and and doing it by you know. Rushing, not rushing the patch out, but moving the uh, moving the timetable up. Mm-hmm. I think that's a smart thing. I think with all the content they brought out for three point three and with Deep Dungeon, that should last us till uh, the next patch. I yeah, I'm yeah. I'm very yeah. encouraged by everything I've heard about Deep Dungeon. So of all the announcements that we were, like, we were all guessing probably end of July for three point three five. Yeah. So what? Two weeks early? The yeah. Earlier than we were guessing. Yeah. I, July, I, yeah. 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 Uh, it's, so Just that was in time for my birthday. Yeah. Big surprise. A present to me. <laughs> Big surprise. Uh, so uh, there's going to be new anti RMT tools. Three point four uh, will bring a system where you can directly report it to accumulate the reports on the server and throw them into jail. This is already used in uh, Dragon Quest Ten. Yoshi P got an RMT tell while on <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. The North American that is server really funny. So wait, this is something where if enough people report them, they just get flagged into jail. Yeah, so I guess like you know how that one person. Oh, will that's spam never tell. going to be abused <laughs> ever. <laughs> like I'm glad but, that they want to do something to But it might have to, to make... be like more than five people. Like it probably has to be like. 200 people yeah, yeah i've thought that as well i mean at some point like like i've thought like at what point 
you know, do are like you can you could set an algorithm to where if a name is being added to an absurd amount of blacklists in a small period of time, mm-hmm. that it would flag that person for a GM investigation. Sure. Not not flag him for a ban. I and and I don't think that this. Uh, you know anti-RMT tool uh, I don't think that anyone should just receive a ban but I think that it is good to have more investigation techniques and tools available to GMs and I hope that's what this is I hope it's it's not just an automatic culling well no it says it throws them into the jail jail. a jail basically means a GM will appear and investigate you right yeah I'm just saying though a Nero could piss a lot of people off on an episode (laughs) and wind up in jail and it would be really funny. Oh my I, god! If we could have that happen I, live during an episode <laughs> where I just get where I just get like uh, teleported away. If any GMs are listening right now, <laughs> and you want to blow my goddamn mind, just warp me away to GM jail. I would love to see him just take the whole the whole cast, <laughs> like and our table live the table from the jail. Goes. Right? Holy shit! That would be so funny. That would be a so free so company funny. Event for this. Yeah, we know that Square Enix hates this show, so. That's <laughs> never going to happen. Uh, so, uh, slept near flying. They'll probably try to prioritize. Why? Why prioritize? The, the why? chat sure, actually lit up as to why. Why? Yeah. It, why? Because people are assuming that, if you think about it, Every like if if a mount doesn't fly, nobody gives a shit about it anymore. And the thing is, is that Slubner is a mount that people paid real life money for. So they're like, why am I going to pay twenty bucks for it now if I'm never going to use it? So that's also another way to get people to want to buy Slubner again. Is if uh, it I, I yeah I I understand it, but like I just why even talk about it during the live? Let it seems like a weird thing. To I do. bought it. I don't want it to fly. Why don't you want it to fly? Because that's what I ride around uh, the 2.0 stuff with. You could still ride around it in 2.0 yeah, stuff. Yeah, but I don't want it to fly because Slepnir doesn't fly. Odin's horse? Odin's horse, right? Slepnir? Yeah. Yeah. He does fly in all of them. He, he does. Walks, he walks on air as he comes he's, charging down at you from the heavens. I'm talking about in, in this sort game. Oh, yeah. He doesn't fly in this game. I assume he does. We just don't see him fly. Can he fart rainbows, too? <laughs> like the Nyan cat. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I want the Nyan cat mount. That'd be cute. The you know, sadly, I have no doubt that we will one day see the new right. cat mount. Yeah, we already have a poof ball, Oof. dandelion Oof. that like farts seeds on things. It's cute. Yay. I'm glad that that is wasting space. Well, yeah. that was dumb. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, can we just put Escalia on the drops forever and say, you know, this is the second time I've heard the show and with you on the drops and they're on point. I was on drops for like five minutes on another episode. Oh, were you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they were on that point. Oh yeah. That's right. Oh, that was during the, uh, when I was doing a tattoo. tattoo. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just remember, that's right, uh, if if you need proof that Limit Break Radio wants to entertain you, we have bled for you on air. On air. A lot, actually. Uh, Ow, my legs still hurt. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I can imagine that they would. Um, so, let's talk about Deep Dungeon, because this Yay! is the only thing that anyone wants to talk about. Mm-hmm. Level 17 is going to be required for Deep Dungeon. It's a weird number. Like, why not 15 or 20? It feels very arbitrary. 17. <laughs> is that when you unlock your first dungeon? 15. 15. Wait, isn't 17, really? when, you, wait, isn't 17 thought, when you unlock Tamtara Deepcroft? I think so. 
Oh. So I think 15 is, um, is this Natasha? 15 is Natasha, 16 is Tantara, 17 is Copper Bell. Copper Bell, that's right. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Maybe there's a narrative reason for yeah. that? Yeah. That's the only reason I can think Oh, you have to have Tantara completed first? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. There you go. Yeah. That's you what I'm thinking. doing 2.4 plus Tantara before going to Deep Dungeon. There you go. Because yep, of. We know who's. Well, come on. <laughs> Do we really even? It's like a. It, I, it was sort of a foregone conclusion right. before, and now it's like, yeah, it's done. Well, I mean, so we're assuming that because it's called the Palace of the Dead, that this is where the dead souls go who have not passed on or something. No, she's down there. Is it where they go if they aren't sent? So they like need units. Purgatory. Yeah. 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 They all become need fiends. a summoner to send them. <laughs> summoner. Like, no. we need you to come and do her dance. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Slash S dance. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That'd be so cool if you were on a mage job with a staff God, and you slash S dance no. and you start doing that. No. The look on a nose. And then, the and then Edda oh. passes on into the. the next the afterlife life. yeah let me explain what the look on a nero's face is for those of you out there in the <laughs> chat that is a look that says dear god i actually miss chuck stone callow oh, oh my god i just help me this is i'm basically just sitting in on a session of nicalia this is nicalia <laughs> it's, it's nicalia featuring a nero yes god damn it uh so yeah hey uh, how you guys like your own podcast huh yeah yeah we finally got there no oh, oh right it's getting doing? its wish <laughs> It only took 68 episodes. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> uh, Deep Dungeon has two save slots. It's got a 16-bit graphic UI, which uh, it looks That's like it looks. Awesome. it's a throwback. It's, it's such so a throwback. good. Oh, yeah. yeah, they said it was going to be We sometimes throwback. criticize SE for like doing a throwback on everything, but this is so cool. Yeah, yeah it'd be no, really this... cool if you can change the color of it like you could back <laughs> in, you know. Yeah. Instead of blue, you wanted, you know, green or yellow or red. That would be cool. Uh, Deep Dungeon has uh, much faster leveling. Uh, treasure chests will drop items or level up your weapon and armor. Uh, or it could be a mimic. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, every 10 floors, there is a boss. Uh, and that's where you can save. Uh, can't progress floors if someone is dead and there are no lockouts. Oh, God. It's going to be just like Nizel, where you clear the boss and some idiot goes up to the next floor rather than exiting, and then you all lose your progress. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, Always one. So uh, the rewards include uh, taking uh, glowing weapons out into the open world. Uh, it's launching with 50 floors. Uh, later on, they'll add 100 and 200 floors will be available. Uh, but this will be a challenge progressing above floor 100. So it seems like there's going to be a steep challenge increase above floor 100. Right. And the they made it sound like, too, that above 100, the only reason to do it is for the challenge and for the extra. Like, I kind of got the impression that the narrative ends at ends 100. At, yeah, that's what he said. Narrative ends at 100. Right. right. But nevertheless, I think it's cool that they will have like more challenging floors to continue progressing onwards. And eventually, I can only assume they're going to just keep building off this system maybe into mm -hmm. 4.0. Right, right. Your powered up gear applies to all sl save slots in Deep Dungeon. So even if you're, you know, you have a static and you're doing it, uh, uh, you know, through rando parties, it does serve a purpose to leveling your gear up. So that's pretty cool. And Mr. Jack is asking about an alternative way of leveling leveling outside of the MSQ and the the answer is no um, it's going to be its own like leveling its own system. realm mm -hmm. sort of so like if you're level 17 in the real world you can get to 60 inside the deep dungeon and right. then when you leave be 17 again on mm -hmm. the outside except you are also going to get experience overworld experience as rewards from doing deep dungeon yes too. it just won't be like 
you walk in as 17, become right. 60, and then walk out as 60. It's, it's not, not quite yeah, the same. Yeah, you don't get like a one-to-one XP conversion ratio. Um, yeah, so. There might be like a bonus, like you've completed this, here's yeah. some real XP. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And I'm assuming that if you're at cap, that those will be replaced by tomes. So oh, I hope so. That would be cool. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, your powered up gear applies to all save slots. Uh, Deep Dungeon has party matching, uh, but it's different from Duty Finder. We heard a little bit about this, uh, before where you'll actually have to go to the spot on the map where the Deep Dungeon is. And we've identified that as, uh, somewhere out in the, what is it? The North Shroud? <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. South of the, the Buskins Druthers or whatever it is. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't exactly remember, but, uh, uh, yeah, you'll have to go out there for uh, the party matching. Uh, so the uh, that that pretty much ends the info for Deep Dungeon. So now you have gonorrhea. I mean, I did think it was cool that you you save your progress as Quarry a static. Milking. So like, you yeah. know, there's four of you, and you saved your progress as the four of you. And, you know, you can restart from that same spot if you have the same four people, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there is a Kate Sith doll plushie pre-orders. <gasps> Where do I pre-order that? The way he was holding it on camera was hilarious. He had it by, it was like a softball in his hand. He's just shaking it around like, <laughs> buy it! <laughs> Give, Give us money. your money! I want to pre-order this. Where do I do that? Uh, it also includes an in-game item code mm-hmm. for Kate Sith ears. Kate Sith ears? Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> The excitement in Nika's voice just right. makes a Nero cringe. Pre-order Kate's <laughs> live on the air. Damn you! I'm gonna assume that it's probably through the the, the Lodestone store. Store.na.square-enix.com. Yeah. There you go. Slash product. Org. So uh, the European Fan Fest, February 18th and 19th. Fan Fest minions, one per region. There's going to be a Riku, Lulu, and so Yuna. Cute. Oh God. I can't. The voice. I know. It's going up like seven it's, octaves. It's so cute. Oh. Oh, it's. Oh. Siren, can I pre order this? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I'm like, I'm like overheating. It's so adorable. Now, the we're f- overheating too, but not because of that. <laughs> the yeah. Fan Fest minions, they did say if you're not in that region, you can get those, but you have to attend the live. Uh, stream. Ah, uh, okay. Like they did so last year. yeah, so like last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's also going to be a fan fest glamour, a top secret outfit, and uh, North American ticket pre sales June 21st, starting at noon Pacific. There is an email that has I'm gone buffet. out to everyone, <laughs> to uh, ev- supposedly everyone who has active uh, accounts since what was it May. Uh, yes. I, th- I think that's what it was. So I was amazed that we got emails. I was 100% expecting none of us to get emails through we were some gonna get technical glitch. Snubbed. I still haven't. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm surprised. Like, I'm uh, mad of about all that. of us here, I thought you would get one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're more recent to the cast, so I would think I that they wouldn't any hold of it the, against you. Yeah, any of the heat would just be on us. Uh, anyway, so yeah, uh, one person can buy up to four tickets. 
And uh, if you want more information, ffxiv-fanfest.com. And if you're wondering where your email is, make sure you check in the check promotions folder and the spam, spam, spam folder. Because yep. it did not go to any of our regular email folders. That is very true. Uh, I got mine in my regular email folder. They really like you, I guess. They do. Uh, also, Moogle Slippers, a physical product, are being produced. So <gasps> What? I saw, no, I want those two. Can we pre-order those yet? Sir, no. can I pre-order those? <laughs> no. No, Sarah just gave me one of our, like, um, pre, pre, like, one of those gift cards that's like a Visa that has pre-money on it. I'm using that on case of three now. Sir, and buy me one. Uh, no, I don't think that they're taking orders for that just yet. Dang it. I want to wear them to FanFest. How cute would that be? Hey, who's that good-looking girl? Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw the picture of Kooky. Yeah. Uh, Kooky was out at E3 and, of course, rocking the awesome Limit Break Radio t-shirt. How quickly uh, was someone else like, no, get it off her. <laughs> it was on for about four or five seconds. They're like, no. Just no. enough time to get someone fired. No. <laughs> I, I, you know... Uh, I wonder what because like we've seen we've seen Yoshi P where Joe never so, fails yeah. and, and I'm bringing other him one at FanFest I'm bringing him in a scholarship yeah dude shirt. we should all bring him a t-shirt and oh, just yeah. bombard him with them mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah yep that's gonna happen watch as he sneezes on it <laughs> <laughs> so well, I mean, to be fair when we when we had him sign that art book at FanFest he had said that he had heard of us before so. yeah I know, you know yeah. That, I, don't think, I don't think Yoshi P as himself has any animosity towards us so. Then you should bring. Oh, no, I'm not going to say it because I don't want to make you mad again. <laughs> what? Uh, hmm. Hmm. Ah. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, so let's talk about some of the uh, post E3 interviews with Yoshi P. Uh, specifically, there's one uh, that Gamer Escape, PlayStation Universe, and MMORPG all did. Uh, together, you can find a link to that over at gamerescape.com. Gonna just provide that link in the chat room for you guys there. Uh, so this is a really interesting interview and has gotten a lot of reaction in uh, the last couple of days on social media. So let's go over what the big announcements or the big revelations from some of these interviews are we get a little bit more in-depth information from uh from what was discussed at the live letter so uh gamer escape starts out by asking other than the glowing weapons what sort of rewards will we get to use outside the biggest reward is the glowing weapon the other element would be experience points used for leveling uh the experience points you earn in deep dungeon will be used to level your character outside as well uh and yoshida responds yes that being said though the pace of your character uh levels the pace that your character levels up in deep dungeon is faster so yes those points carry over but the xp gets translated so to speak uh to uh to be the equivalent of xp you would earn outside so it's not like you're level 60 in deep dungeon and you get uh, level 60 outside following up on the glowing weapons those actually have a high item level uh, for those players who uh, may not be as confident in their playing skill they can utilize the weapons used through the deep dungeon content uh, so there you go there's like full uh, confirmation that 
uh, really the the rewards out of there are going to be the weapons, which I think is really interesting because Square Enix has been really, really conservative about adding new outputs for relevant weapons, right. specifically weapons. It's been lore or uh, or rating or and relic. Uh, uh, yeah, mm. uh, that's right. Or relic. So now it seems like we will have a fourth path associated with that as well. I think that that's really interesting. Although I have to say I'm a little bit disappointed because I was hoping that maybe the armor uh, rewards mm. would be a little bit more relevant than it sounds like they're going to be. Yeah, I wonder if that's something we might not see later on as time goes, if this concept proves functional. Maybe 60 on up or something? Well, maybe. I, yeah, maybe. Yeah, as we get past just the initial 50 floors. Right, um, they yeah. Might, they might test it out with a weapon to see if it's functional, and if it is, then keep going with it. That's that's possible. That's possible. Um, get your feedback in if you're if you, that's something you want them to do. Make sure you let them know, hey, where's armor? Why yeah, not? yeah. But uh, there, there you go. Confirmation that uh, XP will be a significant reward coming out of deep dungeon as well uh playstation universe asks in 3.3 sorkai was a great example of a dungeon that had both interesting combat and narrative mechanics with race valgar flying overhead and the fight uh with him it's deeper and more interesting than some story moments in the past i'd love to hear if possible what some ideas might be for the future perhaps about 4.0 and how those moments might be more epic like in sorkai this is a response that i was really uh really interested interested in in terms of instant instanced dungeons it does serve a purpose also for leveling and uh, to go in there multiple times for xp and elegant tombstones uh, the time it takes to clear the that content is typically fixed so we don't want to make it so that the uh, so we don't want to make it so dramatic that it makes it tough to go in there on multiple runs. That being said, we do plan on having dramatic contents coming up in the future. While keeping that in mind, the plot line for the next expansion is finalized and the main scenario is pretty much solidified at this point. We're hoping to bring more dungeons that are dynamic with never before seen dynamic content we can't say what uh, this is, what this is otherwise it would be a spoiler for what's to come the word dynamic in there yes makes me very encouraged dynamic I, I, this is something that we've been asking for for a while with uh, you know dynamic elements that that change each time you go in and and the encounter is not so set in stone it's not so scr- every time you do it and we've seen elements of the uh, of that work its way into things like weeping city and we've seen elements of that work its way into uh, other combat arenas like uh, even uh, Alexander normal has some uh, has some dynamic content to it so I think the fact that they're looking at this with a specific eye to how can we make these fights more dynamic is very encouraging it is it is really nice to see like you say, the word dynamic to me means changing. It means not, never the same. Um, and that is what everyone runs into when they just start grinding elegant tombstones. It's like, oh my god, I could do this dungeon in my sleep now. Yeah. And to see them start going the route of you know things having to change, you having to pay attention and keep track of what you're doing, it's very nice. Although I do get their concern like with having things be so dramatic that it makes it hard to go through on multiple runs. Um, what springs to mind is like the ethereal chemical research facility. Sure. sure. Stuff where like that's that where, like annoying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want to be like that necessarily, but I thought Sorkai struck a very good balance. 
Yeah, I, I mean, it, I think it did. I, I, I just, I, I would like to see much more dynamic fights yeah. where it's, yeah, like you said, I don't want to sleepwalk through this stuff. And, and I, there are times where when I queue up for a dungeon, I mean, I'm wide awake when I'm sitting here and I'll get through the first boss and I'll be nodding off. And it's, I, I, and I've talked about this on the show before. It's almost hypnotic sometimes the way that you can get, get kind of like tuned into doing your rotation or like, you know, uh, uh, boxed into, to whatever the fight is. Right. And having more dynamic elements, like you were saying, you, it's got you had said this about uh, the Weeping City uh, right towards the beginning of the show that this is a fight where you've got to be tuned into what is going on at every boss encounter. Right. And, and I think that that is I think that that is to the benefit of uh, FF14 content overall. It, it's about what's drawing your focus. Uh, right. A lot of the times the fights are so easy that all your focus goes on to your rotation and just trying to maximize your DPS out of your rotation. With these fights, much of the time, it draws your focus away from your rotation. That's what's going on in the background of your mind, whereas the forefront is focusing on what the boss is doing, what moves are coming up, what do I have to dodge, and that's much more interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, by the way, if you'd like to call Limit Break Radio, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. We'd love to hear you sound off on uh, anything that we're talking about today, uh, whether it, it be the uh, E3 live letter or any of the uh, uh, things discussed here in the interview that we're talking about from E3. Uh, MMORPG asking this question, because each patch builds on the patch that came before it, I was curious if there's any lessons you feel like you've learned since the game has gone live that uh, that you were bringing to 3.3 and further content. Uh, Yoshida responds, in terms of lessons learned, there were a, uh, there were a lot throughout the development experiences things like how to set appropriate drop rates or how long it should take to clear certain content another example is the 24-man raid we felt void arc was getting a little too easy <laughs> and we noticed the players got used to that environment so when the new raid content came out and we had uh, more challenging difficulty there were a lot of players asking us to nerf that content was there Really? really? Was Which there? Ones was I that? don't think there was. It was like six. Uh, so that was a big lesson we learned. It may not. It might not be a good idea to uh, have a situation where people are complacent in the content. So we need to consider how we set the difficulty level and to maintain it. Uh, it may not necessarily mean. Uh, it may not necessarily mean that uh, that as a long that as long as players are having fun all is well that is so encouraged if scuro had a gill for every time he fucked up he'd be callow's benefactor <laughs> wow all right Worsewine just uh, uh, throwing random donations out there with the scuro shit talking i like it Worsewine, keep it up <laughs> we'll take it that is so like encouraging to hear from me for, from yoshida mm -hmm. that he recognized like look we made this content too easy and players got complacent i feel like that he might not just be speaking about void arc but maybe as the whole of the game yeah uh, that looked I like think we, that, we that was true. I think that was true for a lot of the 3.0 content. Yeah, I mean, the I way agree. look at the way that they stepped up the difficulty between Alexander, normal, and uh, you know Midas, 
normal. Yeah. It, there was there was a significant uh, step up there in terms of difficulty. Yeah, and it, that's really encouraging to see like that they're not just settling for the really easy mash your face content. They do expect it to be a little bit harder, and this maybe feels like this is going to be the norm. Mm-hmm. Hope so. Hope Please. So. Now, uh, this is the big one. Guys, uh, uh, yeah, here we go. <clears throat> love to get your calls on this. Uh, <laughs> right. Limit Break Radio on Skype. 810-515-8715. LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. Can we, we just need to take a breath here real quick. Uh, Gamer Escape uh, asking a, uh, a very... Uh, uh, you know, a good question. This is a very I, 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 Gamerscape always asks really good questions in these interviews, but uh, I I don't know I don't know if 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 the community was ready for this. But oh. I'd shit on Skuro for a Klondike bar. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mister Jack, very much for that. Uh, so Gamerscape asking you previously said that 4.0 won't be story gated. Now we've had a lot of discussions about this. And a lot of people wondering uh, about this. So uh, we they asked uh, Oshi, they asked Yoshi P if he would uh, kindly elaborate. Uh, in terms of the story, the narratives are continuous. The expectation is that the players will start with a Realm Reborn and continue through the expansion. The lesson with having 3.0 released was that all of the content of the expansion wasn't accessible until you beat a Realm Reborn. The feedback, especially from Western audiences, good job guys, uh, was that players weren't able to access any of the Heavensward content until having completed 2.0. We would still like players to get through the story content, but some of the elements in the expansion, we're considering letting players access certain elements without having completed content from A Realm Reborn. That, I think, is okay. That's fine. Having certain elements accessible, that's okay. I think that they could do that with a single lower level zone. Yeah. Maybe a Corthus you know, like let's get the uh, let's get the northwest of uh, or northeast of Corthus. If Skuro was a disease, he would be called Skurosis. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. Just turned into the Skuro roast. Uh, here's okay. So uh, here's where here's where things get bad. Uh, another thing we're debating internally is whether or not to have something like World of Warcraft's jumping potion that would work with both levels and story. The Chinese version actually has something similar to this already. I'm trying to decide if it's something uh, like this that should be timed with 4.0. WoW would have uh, have players pay to jump over and skip levels, and it's something that can be considered for FF14 as well. Of course, this isn't so we can make money off players wanting to skip content, but there has always been that debate of when we bring players in, uh, bring in new players, or if existing players uh, want to bring in a new player there's a disparity with the level gap between them especially if the player has gone through all the content and their uh, friend is just starting it would be such an effort for the new player to catch up i feel we might not we i feel that we might want to bridge that gap and have that available as an option whether or not to actually implement it or offer it as a purchasable option still has yet to be decided 
We still have some time until 4.0. We're hoping to gather more feedback from players out there to see if this would be the best course of action for handling this. I've talked to a lot of players familiar with WoW, and some of them have said, well, why didn't you have your jumping potion with 3.0? Wait, was that sarcasm? Mm-hmm. That's not a real question, is it? Oh, God. The thing is, is that this game already has its version of a jumping potion, and that's the fact that you get like 80 bajillion XP for each story Mm -hmm. quest now. I know. That's the thing. Like, the grind that people are complaining about is not that hefty Mm -hmm. of a grind. You have more of a problem gathering gear, properly item level gear, than you do getting XP in this game. And Leveling just, is not the fucking problem. It doesn't, and honestly, like, I don't know, it just doesn't make sense. Like, why would you want to skip the content in a game where the story is continuous? This isn't wow. Like, this this is not your average MMO where each expansion has its own, like, shitty narrative that's self-contained. Like, we're going to get people at 4.0 jumping to 4.0 and be like, wait... Who are these characters? See that, and and not just that. But, like, come on. But you're you've been training your your uh you, your community for how you want content mm-hmm. done for three years, and then you're gonna just come in and 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 sweep the legs out from under people uh, on this. Why? So that so that people can play with their friends, like. You can I, that, already do that. Yeah, and that's the thing too is that like there are already plenty of ways they can play with yes, friends. Your friends can level sync and do the dungeons with exactly. You. And secondly, if you're a new player, you don't know what you're missing. So to say, oh, I don't get to do the Heavensward content. Okay, well, enjoy the other content you've never done before. Like this is a brand new game to you, so play the fucking game. No. Like it's it, you're starting in a Realm Reborn. Play a Realm Reborn. You're already getting through it with like the 10 billion extra XP they added. So just enjoy the game. Why would you want to skip it? And and you know this is the thing when WoW implemented this, I was I, I I said this is such a bad idea. It's bad for MMOs because it sets a precedent. It sets a standard for MMOs to have to try to f- figure a way to answer that in the future. I don't think that FF. I don't think that this is something that they should give any amount of time or thought that you know they made a bold decision by saying look 3.0 is is gated by story do a realm reborn do do your homework before you get here and they sh- i i really feel like that was the right decision to make for heaven's word and that it would be continuing to make the right decision for 4.0 by continuing to make the uh, you know the the uh, content story gated, that's it, it. It is it undercuts the amount of effort that your existing player base has put into their characters, and it doesn't even really solve the problem that you know even if you give someone a, a fully level character, they still need to figure out their eye level problem. It, this is really a terrible idea terrible idea mm-hmm. I, I, I heard this and I was I was really disheartened really really disheartened there have been a lot of uh, feedback threads about this I mean a lot of people who have been talking about it on uh, on Reddit there's a pretty big uh, Reddit backlash thread on this idea at the moment and I, I have to say I, I 
I'm totally in the camp that says this is a terrible, terrible idea. I don't see how it benefits the game in any way. Like, story gating 4.0 would be one thing. I am in favor of story gating if the 4.0 storyline directly ties into the 3.0 storyline. If it doesn't have much ties to Heaven's Ward, then fine. Only gate it behind ARR. But what the hell is the point of letting your characters jump to 60? It wasn't the biggest problem. The biggest people, the big problem I heard was from media. They couldn't review yeah, the game. Yeah. So use that premise, the jumping premise, only for those people so they can review the game. Or hell, put a demo out for people like that. Yeah. But, Here's your demo. It's got a 60 character you can when, play for a week. But when Enjoy you do it. this to your player base, that takes away from their experiencing each level and then the progression. You have to learn how to use those abilities. It just takes away from it because you're going to get a bunch of bad players just throwing shitty rotations out there they don't know what the fuck they're doing now uh, look i think that square enix should pay very very close attention to what zenimax is doing with uh elder scrolls online because at e3 they basically announced that you can oh. you can jump straight to the level mm-hmm. cap so uh, i'd like to see what kind of uh you know what kind of uh, uh hardcore community they're going to be able to retain mm-hmm. by taking that approach i don't think that you're going to get a lot of people sticking around because it's like why bother yeah why you know i, I sort of feel like it, it, i sort of feel like that sometimes like you know if i quit tomorrow it really you know and i and i just rejoined at 4.0 i wouldn't have that much work to do right you know like there wouldn't be that much work to do right. and so character progression or meaning at least meaningful character progression really doesn't it, it, there it, it's not there like i just don't feel like i'm as attached to that character as i am with even characters from single player rpgs that i've played mm-hmm. it's just i mean this is a final fantasy what are they driven on well story ha- right and i mean they're adding deep dungeon as another way of gaining xp right. right it's not like there's any lack of ways to level up right now exactly yeah there's no reason to add or or to, to to yeah to add a way to just skip that. Uh, all right, let's go to our phone lines now. Uh, we've got Ryoku uh, hanging on the line. What's up, Ryoku? How's it going? Hey, it's been a while. Yeah, thanks for calling Limit Break Radio. <clears throat> yep. Um. Well, with the whole jumping potions thing, I don't think it's entirely horrible. However. I do think it's way too early to think about something like this. I mean, like maybe if we were like entering our fifth or sixth expansion when we're like anywhere near like over a hundred levels, it it would make more sense. But right now, like only like maybe going up to seventy, this is a way. I do see that it's way too soon for something like this. Yeah, yeah, I agree. If they're gonna, I mean, there's no way to. I don't know, man. I is there a way to not even address this? I I think like you know the media did push the conversation around Heaven's Word, where there was a lot of criticism, open criticism mm-hmm. of the decision to storygate it. And I I just don't know. Is there was there a way that Square Enix could have moved forward and not had to address this problem? I feel like they had to at least talk about it because just like you say at the 3.0 launch it was a topic of conversation it is something they should mention going into this i don't like to hear that they're considering it 
No, I don't either. And I and I agree with uh, Ryoku that uh, the timing on this is very poor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the, they it, we're really only three years into FF14 as it, you know, as its as, current state. Yeah. Yeah. As it being a, a, a successful game. Yeah. Right. And I think that, yeah, to have this conversation, what, uh, WoW was at, like, at least... A decade? No. Was it that long? No, no, no. no. I don't know. Yeah, all it's of been our, a decade. All of it's our, been a decade for WoW. Well, no, but wh- how old How old was WoW when they added the ability to fast-forward your character to max level? They, they added it just, just before the Warlords of Draenor... Uh, expansion. So, so WoW would have been out how long? Six. That was. I'm looking it up now. That was like the fourth expansion. Fourth, 2014. Expansion? 2014. 2014 was Warlords oh, of Draenor. Recent. So yeah, it happened in 2014. It wasn't that long ago this happened. I feel like there was a way that you could, because I remember on commercials for WoW yeah, back, in, back in college, like yeah. where they were like, "Buy a fully level character." No, no, that was that was the that was the recruiter friend campaign things that they had had, but that wasn't the, but that was only like an annual thing they did do once in a while, oh, and the, but they didn't do anything like purchasing a fully level character until Warlords, but mm-hmm. by then they were going up to level level uh, ninety five hundred. I don't know. I just again, the the it's too early to have the conversation. I think that it's a mm-hmm. terrible idea. Uh, I, again, Elder Scrolls just pulled the trigger on it, and I think that they pulled their the trigger on theirs too early as well. So, I mean, Elder Scrolls is in a really different situation, but, though. No, but they the thing struggling. is, that Elder Scrolls doesn't have like so many crazy expansions that people need to skip through. So, I'm not entirely sure why Elder Scrolls is doing that already. It does seem early. Well, according to them, they've got like eight million people playing. Well, <laughs> they they do have a bunch of people playing. It's just on one server. But in terms of like the story and the things you have to jump through, it doesn't make sense to have a jumping potion at this stage in its life. No, so. it wouldn't. I, I think in uh, to do the jump in uh, ESO, you should have to kill a mud crab for every level you want. That's the rule. You get one for every level. Uh, Plus, ESO, the one thing that we have that hasn't been thought about is how the potion would work. Because most likely, it, the way I see it, it would probably only be one job or one class that you can get to max level, but you'll still have to level all the other other jobs. I, there would be so much backlash on that. I, I mean, yeah, in terms of how it would function, that sounds right. And then they would probably have to limit it per character uh you know like you can only use that potion once uh and and you can't like so you know you can't have someone that just buys you know like 10 different jumping potions and then just power levels all of their shit uh i think i mean there would there would have to be there would have to be rules that come along with it so it wouldn't work exactly like a wow uh, you know, wow potion, dude. But if, if still, four, it's terrible. Yeah, and, and I agree. There's going to be a huge backlash if 14 lets you buy a max level character before 11 does. That's pathetic. Also, I don't, I don't. There's no need to buy a max level character in a game where you can get to 50 halfway through the main storyline quest. 
Yeah. Like, there is really no reason for that. And anyone who does is just a lazy and stupid and clearly MMOs are not for you anyway. <laughs> so like, why are you playing an MMO if you just want to jump to the end? That's not the point of an MMO. Right. When the MMO is the experience. The, right. And especially in a game like this with such a great mm-hmm. story, like anyone who wants to skip the story, like, um, come on. Cecil makes a good but, point. How many people are going to use this just to buy max level crafting jobs? But then again, uh, Lisa, you're also rule. you're also imposing <laughs> the way that you choose that you choose to enjoy the game. Some people just want to experience the the con- the Vaden content or the PV- or the max level PVP content. Then go and play fucking they- Destiny. Yeah, then go play a one player game or another Jesus. kind of online game that has not, that kind of content. Not like, even that, but you're gonna like you're gonna buy a max level character. You can't go raid immediately. No, you're gonna that's suck. what you I was how to saying play your earlier. Character. Yeah, you yeah. have no idea what your rotation's supposed I mean, to be like. I would be like okay with like if you already have one character, like your main character has already experienced the story and it's already max level to like get a jumping potion for an alt or something. <laughs> but like you have to have already have had a character already yeah, and you can that, only jump like one character to level 50 you I'd can't be okay jump like with all of your crafting classes to 50 it's not an xp leveling potion it's a story skip potion so story that way skipping, you yeah. can't just buy end game yeah. crafting jobs right you all you can do is that once you have one character that's already through the story you can buy one for an alt to skip the story and then play with where your other character already is i'm just I think that would be i don't blame him for that the okay. second time through the storyline is boring i just can't i almost can't believe that this is a conversation that right. that is that is happening because it should just be I, 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 honestly if I were Square Enix I would just be like no play the game I actually fully we've made it we've made it easier we've eased these requirements so many times that we've we've given you a way to experience this without having to put mm-hmm. undue burden on yeah. the player. This I mean, is and not- I, can, I don't know who's complaining about this either. Like I yeah. spent a good amount of time in the novice chat, and I can tell you with how many novices are telling me how much they're really enjoying the story and like asking these questions, like oh when do I get my first mount and all that stuff, and they're like really excited when they finally get the twenty and join a grand company and get their first mount. Like why would you want to skip all that shit? Yeah, like, come on. It's and the, and it's a good experience to to have as a player and. The, really it doesn't take that long what takes much longer like i was saying is to uh, pump your eye level up once you get to level cap to be able to queue for the dungeons that you need right that's way more challenging i fully expected to have this conversation on episode 268 of limit break radio why mm-hmm. the hell are we having this now how is this happening so soon i think with a new expansion coming out they don't want to get a lot of backlash like we said from the media yeah that's the only thing i can think of i agree I th- everybody I think that it's media plays driven. the game now the new the sprouts love it so do you think this might be a bit of a smoke screen then that they're like acknowledging it yeah i don't know i i, I mean if they cave though i really feel like they're just caving to media oh. and that would be i like be... what blouse who said a jumping potion is a one-year veteran reward then you can use it on your alts <laughs> oh, i like that <laughs> that would i that, okay but you know it would just be a matter of time before that item if they gave us that item in the game that it would be available through the cash shop yeah you know because at that point we're like, oh well, I can see the virtue of it, blah blah blah. Because we've all but had you it. can't buy it unless you already have a max level character I, I, that's I, already been through the story. Then what's the point? But for an alt. I, I mean, sure, that's fine. But like, they're talking about ways to bring in new players, right? That but new players are already playing. That, yeah. that entirely who act- defeats the point. Who is actually point. complaining about this, though? Like I said, the media yeah. was. The media. Yeah. The media the was very vocal. The actual players are not complaining. So I, I highly doubt it. Well, apparently, WoW players that Yoshi P knows and talks to <laughs> are complaining about it. That's the thing, is that... And they can go play what, in their pretty little panda land. Why... <laughs> 
Yoshi, <laughs> why are you listening to WoW players? Like, I understand that, okay, they're a potential audience, but, like, why not listen to the community that you have? Mm-hmm. And make the game better to steal those players. Exactly. Because that's the thing that's... The, you don't that's want another thing that's WoW gonna get people. Yeah, that's, that's what's going to get people to jump ship is if they hear that, you know, it's a better time over here. Mm-hmm. I, and, I mean... Just the fast, the idea of a fast forward button. I don't know. It, it's, it's, it offends me. It offends me. It offended me back in WoW, and it offends me still. Because as an MMO player, I want to feel attached to my character. You know, like that's the reason that I play an MMO. Mm-hmm. And going, oh well, you know, if uh, if we just cater to that style, I mean, that's what an MMO is, though. It's- Especially an MMO like Final Fantasy, which yeah. is known for its story. Like, in, like, there's just no reason. Like, you would be so confused. Yeah, I agree. Like, it's just start, even starting, jumping all the way to 4.0. Can you imagine, like, whatever the story ends up on after this? Be like, you know, we're rushing into Alamigo, and there's, like, this big hunt going on, and the new player's going to be like, I'm confused. I don't like this game. It doesn't make sense. Uh, you know, and then, like, well, maybe you shouldn't have skipped the entire fucking game. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the call, uh, Ryoku. Uh, we appreciate it. If you want to call Limit Break Radio, Limit Break Radio on Skype, send a Skype message or 810-515-8715 LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord Gonna go back to the phone lines and talk to Zero Ash and Zari, what's up Zero? Hey guys, I haven't talked to you in a little while. How's it going? Thanks for calling Limit Break Radio. Well about this jumping potion, I do not want to see it at all We already had um, the Steps of Faith originally from 2.55 get nerfed to hell because it was too hard and now we're going to up jump a bunch of new players to the game where people are having just a little bit of difficulty with the currents with any of the current content right now this is going to bring a huge influx of new players with no idea of rotation yeah of the bads yeah of just uh, and and just like pants shittingly bad too If, (laughs) if they do this could they please add like another option to vote somebody out as bad player do you know? Do you, you know? Do you know I, where there should be a where there should be a jumping potion on a on. test server on a beta server? Okay, that's the only oh, place yeah. there should be a yeah. jumping potion. Yeah, no, I would be just fine with that. And then you know what? Media people can go play on the test Bingo. server. There you that's go. That's a good idea. That's right? actually. That? I I I don't disagree with that at all, Escalia. Um, you know, actually, if we're if we're gonna add an icon for you know being in character <laughs> and role playing like i i totally agree with papa woody's idea of like vote kick for just being a bad and if you get 20 of those you get branded with a red mark oh i like, like that like a big red x yes a, a, the scarlet letter you get marked <laughs> with a scarlet letter like this is an objectively bad player i'm gonna uh, get one immediately <laughs> <laughs> they're just gonna start me off with one uh i I, I I think that I mean hey if we're just gonna add icons to things right. why the hell not um, but yeah it, zero I I I agree with you I think that this is uh, a a really really bad idea. Well, the other thing to think about as well is let's take a look at the new stack mechanic icon. How many people are fucking that up with Weeping City and Nidhog Normal? <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. 
Oh uh, god, I got a mark. Gotta run away. What's what's that icon mean? What's that on the floor? Yeah, no, I, I think it means jump in. Oh god, we had a guy in Weeping City this morning. As soon as he got the red mark, he booked it off to the edge. <laughs> no, I was like, no, no, no. I'm like, where are you go, dude? Just die. Just die. Just I, leave that yeah. person dead. Yeah, I took like six him. steps to chase him before I was like. What the hell am I doing? I don't waste my DPS on this loser. I will not raise people like that. Good, <laughs> good. That's that's. You're the hero we deserve. You know what? Thank a, you. A, and and here's the thing. At some point, like at some point, uh, and and this is, I, I can't wait for Square Enix to do this. They're gonna reverse that graphic and have the arrows point outwards. <laughs> You know what right? I mean, and it's just gonna fuck everyone <laughs> up. Curveball. Like, oh just god! Go, oh like, no! Get away! Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and well, Square Enix is actually really good about that, about mm-hmm. setting player expectation and then subverting that mm-hmm. later on to be able to, uh, you know, to to in essence try to kill the player. Right. Uh, and I think that that's you know that's generally smart, uh, you know, game design. So you don't end up with, mm-hmm. as Yoshi P said, uh, an audience that is uh, too complacent. Um, and we've seen that. I think we've seen a very complacent audience with Voidark. I think we've seen a very complacent audience with uh, the first round of uh, Alex fights. Yeah, yeah with Gordius. And uh, I, 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 I'm glad that they are con- at least conscious of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, at least they're conscious of it. And, uh, and and hopefully they're going to continue to correct that in the future. Because, you know, like last week, we talked about uh, you know, uh, Yoshi P said that they are trying to take equal influence from second generation MMOs and first generation MMOs, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that this latest round of content is more influenced by what what we used to see with first generation right. MMOs. And I think that that is a great, great development uh, uh, philosophy when saying, okay, we've built up a really good game here, now what do we do with it? And I wish that they had given that consideration a little bit earlier. Like, I mm-hmm. wish that I feel like it could have come earlier, but the fact that it's coming at all to me is uh, is encouraging. So, uh, zero. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it, man. Uh, you got any shout outs? Uh, just a shout out to the server Midgar Somer and my FC uh, for uh, Nomad and Boogles. God damn it, I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. Thanks for thanks for the drunk call. Uh, if you'd like to drunk dial Limit Break Radio, Limit Break Radio on Skype eight one zero five one five eight seven one five. We're like everyone's ex podcast. As soon as they get drunk, they call in. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Not wrong. Uh, LimitBreakRadio dot com slash Discord. If you want to call in on Discord, we'd like to hear from you. Uh, what do you think about the idea? Idea of a jumping potion is this something that you'd like to see in Final Fantasy 14 is it something that is needed have you ever had a friend that you've brought to the game that didn't stick around because they you know you weren't doing enough with them or uh, you know whatever we'd like to hear from you uh, Limit Break Radio on Skype 810-515-8715 by the way for those of you who have never called in before there is a process to this please send me a message for First, don't just call. Yes. Send me a message and I will get you in the queue. The phones are ringing off the hook right now. Okay. You know, I would actually like to hear from somebody that is on the side of it. I, Legitimate. I, good luck. I, I would too. Can we get some media personnel on here? Right. That's the I, thing I, is I don't think anybody who plays this game actually wants this. Hey, IGN, <laughs> do you have someone who wants to call in? 
No, not. <laughs> they don't. I guarantee you that they don't. But yeah, uh, if you do, uh, if you disagree, uh, we would like to hear from you. Let's go again back to our phone lines and talk to Zaris of Genova. One sec, one sec. Oh, um, not there yet. Oh, that's too yet. bad. Uh, so yeah, we are taking calls again on uh, Skype and on Discord. Uh, Limit go. Break Radio, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. Zaris, are you there? Yeah. Hey, what's up, Zaris? Zaris of Genova joining us now here on Limit Break Radio. Thanks for calling in. Uh, what's going on? Well, there's actually a couple of things. Like, um, one of the big things with this game is just like the last caller said was there are the skill level in this game isn't as great at the end game as most other games you right. can find. Um, right. So, especially boosting people to the end would just yeah, people are already complaining about nerfs and stuff like that. So to boost them to the end, and they have no idea how to play their jobs. And I feel like this game, a lot of their jobs are. It takes a little bit more skill. <clears throat> excuse me, a little more skill to actually play. So you boost new people to these um, to the end, and they have no idea what they're doing. And this game, it's not just the story that you're experiencing as you level up. Uh, a lot of this stuff is actually introducing you to a lot of new systems and stuff throughout the game, which to me is why I never leveled an alt because I don't want to go through all that crap again. Sure. But I mean, um, like, it's not it, it's not to the level of like where it was in FF11, where it was like a second character was a massive, massive undertaking. You had you had ugh. you had permanent uh, you had permanent. Uh, what do you call them? Um, benchmarks to be able to meet to uh, unlock certain things. I'm, I'm thinking of yeah, like, I mean, I Kaz- feel like Kazam keys, sub jobs, sub jobs. Yeah, I, and, I feel like yeah. FF11 never put in a system where you can just have access to sea and sky without doing story why would they we need not. that in this game that's what i was saying well, earlier like how would that possibly show up in this game before 11 right yeah that, like 11 was always just like nope fuck you, you gotta do the story and then you can have sky and see even today uh, where the game is on bad. its last legs if you start a new character do nope. it all you have to go yep. do yeah, everything you, you can maybe skip oh, airship because no one uses the airship anymore but right. that's it yeah it, it well, is it is strange I, I, to 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 have them sort of uh, you know kowtow to their audience like this. It's uh, and not even their audience. No, it's their like media. yeah, it's yeah. It, it's it's, yeah. it's 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 an external uh, uh, you know an external factor. Well, and I could see it if it was like we were going into patch six and they want to consider it like new people coming in. But my fiance um, just started maybe a month ago. And I've seen some people in chat say that like nobody's doing the low level stuff. She hasn't had an issue getting into any of the low level story mm-hmm. mis- uh, dungeons. Nope. So I, that's definitely well, not an issue. <laughs> I agree on one front. There will come a time where there will be like five expansions to this game, yeah. and like yeah, it'll be a metric ton of stuff you would have to do to catch up. Sure. And well, I am fine with why, a, with maybe readdressing it at that point, but not now. Yeah, well, we're not there. Like World of Warcraft, it's Warlords of Draenor was their fourth or fifth expansion or whatever. And at that point, it leveling wasn't hard anyway. But to well, boost lo- somebody to ninety, so you can go through the new expansion with your friends, like that was kind of understandable. I, I mean, I still didn't like the idea of it, but but after this five game, or six years, I mean, I think that that's a different that's a different yeah, conversation. And, and there's a difference too. Catch me if I'm wrong on this, but didn't the cataclysm already happen? And most of the old content was not available anymore anyway. Well, the cataclysm stuff happened, but like after cataclysm, they redid all the zones like the zones weren't the same that right. people who played before cataclysm so if you went through it like i wanted to level through it specifically to see the d- differences right um but 
this game isn't even at that point. I mean, we're no. going into the, the second expansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know, realistically, the game has been around for a little bit because of 1.0, but this game's leveling system isn't hard, and so there really isn't a need for it. The life of the game hasn't... We haven't been that long into the game to even... People need to consider it. Like These reviewers don't need to just get boosted. If, if Yoshi wants to put a class for them to specifically level through the expansion so they can view it fine don't ruin it for the rest of the players who mm-hmm. like you guys said new players aren't even complaining about having to level through this stuff and they're enjoying yeah. the story yeah or like my fiance she doesn't really pay attention to the story for whatever reason but she still enjoys the leveling experience and they have the you can scale your character down to do dungeons with your friends or yeah. you can scale them down to do to do fates your friends don't need to be boosted to join us exactly and they have no idea how to run their classes because we can go down to their level there are so yeah that's such a weak uh is such a weak uh justification for why they would put something like that in here is oh well there are some people who can't play together what in what <laughs> instance like you have made so many ways that people can play together that it said by justifying the decision to allow people to skip all of that content, it really falls flat. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. well, by the way, like it's not like you're not doing things like Deep Dungeon where high levels and low levels can play together. Exactly. Like, exactly. You're introducing that's a much better way of letting high levels and low levels play together. I agree. And the way XP is dished out in this expansion, it'll probably be even more for those old, that older content for players to catch up. It'd be so much faster. Right. Absolutely. They'll keep easing it. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that, you know, even like an XP bonus potion where yeah. you, you apply it and you get double XP. You know, the 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 rings that they used to have in 11, the XP yeah, bonus sure. rings. That was Empress good. Band. Yes, those were great ways uh, and creative ways of trying to solve the level and mm-hmm. grind solution. Oh. And I think that, you know, they've not explored anything like that. The only XP boosts that you get are just very nominal boosts from food. The, yeah. There's also well, the, and uh, the, and the, the manuals. The ring from the novice thing. Let me oh, take yeah, the ring of the novice. novice. Let me take you back to FF11. Do you remember when they introduced the uh, the Mog tablets? Yeah. And if you happen to find one, you could get that Ultra XP ring. Yeah. That thing was gold. That thing Literal was amazing. gold. I knew people who would have given their left arm for that ring. Yeah. For yeah. its 10 uses, but basically like 10 mm-hmm. levels. Mm-hmm. It, it, it really is. Uh, it, you know, I think that they, they could come up with a way more creative way to do this than just, uh, eat a potion and skip all Except the levels. The leveling is not hard no, in this game. It's like, not. People are literally saying if you go through the story, just the story quest alone will get you to 50 before mm-hmm. you finish. So why do we even need such a thing? I, I don't to switch over don't. to another job so I could keep getting XP. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, and like other people have said, like, to kind of defend it, like, if you... If you had to hit 60 first before you even had the option to acquire it so you right. could use it for an alt to boost on a different server or something or if you had to be a subscriber for a year sure. and you get that as a veteran award like if they want to give it out as a reward for people who've actually put the time into the game that's one thing and that isn't mm-hmm. that bad but for someone who's a new player to just come out boost their character and then we get more more people who can't even run a, a 24-man raid when yeah. that's not yeah. horribly difficult. Like you, it'll it'll be more detrimental, I think, to the player base than good at this point. Like a few years down the road, maybe not, but that's a different story, and we'll get there when we get there. It's not hard. Totally to agree with you, Zeris. Yeah. Like I was level 53 coming out of a Realm Reborn. Right. Like 
Yeah. Going into Chicago, I was already 53. Yeah. Uh, Zaris, thank you very much for your call uh, to Limit Break Radio. Uh, we've got a couple more people uh, hanging on the line here that want to sound off about the jumping potion. We'll get to you guys. Don't worry. Uh, if you want to call Limit Break Radio, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. If you'd like to call in on Discord, taking all of your calls around jumping po- uh, <laughs> jumping puzzle, jumping potions. Oceans, uh, as well as uh, any of the other uh, items that were talked about at the E3 this year. Uh, do we have our uh, next caller on? All right, let's go to the phone lines. We're going to talk to Selwyn Strike of Gungnir. 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 What's up, Selwyn? Thanks for calling Limit Break Radio. Oh, what's up, man? It's uh, Sharad in the chat from Japan. That's what's so, up. Uh, That's what's up. Yeah. Yeah, it's 4 a.m. in the morning. You got me to stop doing my homework on this jumping post and shit. <laughs> oh, dude. I, uh, we, I guess we're sorry. We're, we're sorry, but, no, th- but thank you for calling the show, man. <laughs> no, no problem. Um, I got I, just a thought came to me. Uh, do you think that with the with the popularity of Feast and uh, PvP doing a lot better now, and I think uh, maybe Yoshi P or Square, I'm not sure who said it, with the interest of going and uh, getting FF14 in the esports one day eventually when the PvP picks up, do you think that maybe the jumping potions might be to get pro esports players quicker to the end game so they can just get involved in the PvP? pvp and skip the story okay all right so let's let's unpack that a little bit first of all square enix saying that they have an intention for maybe this be uh, maybe the feast becoming an esport is one thing versus it actually happening the Mm -hmm. the amount of the amount of uh factors that are played against you for having your game be a successful esport is Astronomical. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, frankly, I don't think our PvP is in depth enough to be no, really yet. No, n- no way. neither do I. In fact, not I, at I, all. I was yeah. thinking on if they improved it more with the popularity that Feast was, and if they keep continue to uh, improve on it. Maybe I was thinking that maybe that that's where they're trying to go. Me personally, I don't play PvP. I'm glad that it's growing as it is, but I don't I don't see the point in doing this jumping potion thing unless that's something that they're working towards. Unless that's already in place, I feel like. Yeah, I I just I don't know. See, the thing is, is I, I mean, like if we're talking about like you know, and we we don't even really know what this statement was in tended to to really mean it could be that well we wanted like an esports style thing or we right. want this to catch on yeah. in our community mm-hmm. like esports do- is or like we want the matches to be short or something like that you know like there's there's a multitude of ways that that could be taken and I don't think that Square Enix is so naive as to say, well, we're going to try to get, you know, we're going to try to get, uh, uh, what is the, the ESL. ESL on this or whatever. Like, I don't think I, it, I think we're far from that. Yeah. yeah. There's no way. Yeah. There's no, no, there are so and many, if, so many right, factors working against you. Yeah. And if that was the that. reason for their jumping potion, I feel like they, oh, that would be a they should bad. not put in the jumping potion until Feast has, or until like PVP has officially been like, okay, it's an eSport now. Now we're putting in the jumping to, potion. To like, my knowledge, talking about it now is stupid. To my knowledge, no <laughs> MMO has ever meaningly contributed, meaningfully tr- contributed to uh, eSports. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to start with 14. I don't think it will either. And, 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 I doubt that, it. And, and that's how I feel as well, which is why I'm like, why is this, why are we getting the jumping, why are you talking about jumping potions so early? 
for no reason, just like it would be early for them to talk about PvP. Something stupid to me. Right. I don't, yeah. I don't understand. I, I agree, Selwyn. Uh, it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. It is a bit frustrating, and uh, I don't think it's a good idea. I think that the backlash that the community has shown since this mm-hmm. idea has made its way to the public stage is appropriate. I don't think that this would be good for our long-term community. No, I, yeah. I, I want, you know, in terms of people, who do you want playing your game? Who do you want playing your game? Do you want the people who have invested the three years and have given you $12.99 every month for three years? Or do you want to try to bring in people who, you know, they're one one second they're playing Halo and the next they're like, oh, I wonder what else I could play. FF14, yeah, give that a shot. They'll pay. Exactly. They'll pay. They, they won't even pay. For the first month, they'll play for the 30 days and give it up. And I'm not saying that, like, if they meet the leveling process or if they, they you know, like, like if they skip the leveling process, they're still only going to play for 30 fucking days and move on to the next goddamn thing. Right. Sure, you need sure. to be supporting the people who are plugging money into your product month over month. And if they don't, or if they do something to really alienate that side of their audience, it's going to hurt them on a financial level, and it's going to be bad for us as a community. I, I just see it's just making this game more like, wow, it's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. One of the main reasons I don't play wow is because of the buying level things exactly so I, I don't understand why they would bring this to final fantasy 14 it's a fucking final fantasy game i agree at the risk of once again giving sc too much credit is this maybe their like way of saying like, hey hey let's put this out there watch the fan backlash and then we ask them to say like like to the media who has a complaint like hey you guys are doing this again like well our fans thought that was stupid and they didn't want it uh, they very vocally said they don't want it Maybe, you know what? That, that could be. I actually never really considered that. That that, that they're floating this out there as a way to win four point Yeah, when when four comes out to be able to defend the decision mm-hmm. to storygate it. I mean, you know, the question was, do you still have that intention? The answer was yes, but we're but we're taking feedback on it. Right. If they go, okay, we've changed our mind on this. We're gonna we're gonna keep in standing with the decision that we made with three because that's what our player base wants. I think that. First of all, you know what, media, get fucked. Go cry in a corner. I don't yeah. give a shit. I, you know, like, if you're not willing to put in the time to review an MMO properly, then don't review an MMO. Don't have your site review MMOs. If that's too much of a time sink, then you know what? I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. You're a site that reviews goddamn video games. Sit down and play the fucking video game. And it's an expansion to an MMO. Like, who really cares about your review to an expansion anyway? It, that's true, too. That's true, too. Yeah. Well, Square Enix does, because they want as much press as possible true, around around their expansion. And they want as much positive press. I mean, let's, you know, let's not forget that. For as much as, you know, we're saying that this is a bad idea, it is being driven by understandable market decisions. Sure. Uh, you know, there is, uh, there, there is a significant portion of players, video gamers, who say, well, we don't want to have to put up with leveling that shit. I would say that they're bad video games 
gamers and they don't understand the point of playing video games and they're probably they're probably they're probably millennials that are just they just have no concept of putting work into anything or getting joy out of any kind of work but you know what that's fine that's besides the point uh, I, I, I really do I, I, and I think you are maybe giving Square Enix a little bit too much credit I but I really doing that I really do hope that maybe that that is the point to talking about this yeah hopefully anyway so uh, uh, go, go on no, no, go ahead. I was going to say thanks for taking my call. I'm like, hold you guys up. Okay. So, well, and we were going to, we were going to let you go. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so that worked out. It's anyway. very, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Selwyn, thanks for the call. If you'd like to call Limit Break Radio, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, limitbreakradio.com slash discord. Got a lot of people sounding off on the jumping potion. Uh, we'd like to uh, hear from you. Uh, and, ooh. Jumping potions are dumb when you can invite friends and give them an item that gives them 20% EXP increase until level 20. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Am I, mean, I the we- only one who, when I heard jumping potion, was like, wait, we can already jump? <laughs> no, like, I was like, I what, why would we need to ju- like, like, jumping? I, I got here today and like was just talking to a Nero as I was setting stuff down. And he's like, oh, yeah, we're going to do a big thing about the, the jumping thing. I'm like, did they break jumping in 14? <laughs> what? Oh, oh, the potion. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so, all right, uh, let's go uh, back to our phone lines here in just a second. Uh, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. If you'd like to sound off on anything that we've been talking about, uh, of course, information about Deep Dungeon revealed at E3, as well as uh, some other quality of life changes. Uh, maybe you'd like to uh, talk about the uh, FanFest presale that's going on on uh, this Tuesday, June 21st, starting at noon Pacific. Love to take your calls. Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715 and LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. He missed the call. Oh, what? He, a, he's, he's not there. It, oh, okay. Well, we were going to talk to Skuro, but Skuro's being a fucking idiot, and Skuro <laughs> missed his chance. Yeah. Uh, normally, we wouldn't even bother talking to him on this show, but we were taking a bunch of calls, and forget it. We've got one person left who has been trying to call by phone, so we got to try and wait for them to call. They like they call, and let it ring like three times, and then hang up. Well, yeah, because it it goes to voicemail at some point. <laughs> oh, so. My guess is it's Rob from New York. It uh, may be. It could be. It could be. Yeah. Uh, so again, here to talk about jumping potions. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, again, make Cascalia do some work. Limit Break Radio on Skype eight one zero five one five eight seven one five. LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. If you've been trying to call in over the phone, lines are open. The jumping isn't necessary, but the one hundred quests that have to be completed to get through two X is brutal. We'd love to see that replaced with a cutscene. Ah, man, I don't know the hundred quests. I, I, They've already eased a lot of those quests. Yeah, I'd be okay with them t- dumbing down some of the ones that are like, hey, let's go make a feast in the middle of, you know, trying to save the okay, world. But instead, yeah, we're going to sure. throw a feast for the guy that lives in Costa del Sol. Sure. Yes. Let's throw uh, a feast for him. You know, I'd be okay cutting out some of that bullshit. Yeah, that you're you're not wrong there. You're you're not wrong there. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's kind of go uh, back to the phone lines. Uh, we've got the uh, caller who's been trying to call in. The anonymous uh, caller. The anonymous caller. Caller, what's up? Thanks for calling Limit Break Radio. Hey, what's up? Can you hear me? Uh, yeah. You little, are you in the toilet? <laughs> a little quiet. Uh, what's up? Who is this? I'm hiding in a trailer at work. This is Bank Vader. 
Hey, what's Jank up, Jake Vader. Vader? What's going on, man? Did you say you're hiding in a trailer at work? I think he did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I work in a warehouse, and I'm kind of being trying to sneak you. So I was listening to this on my way to work. We got employee of the month on the phone here. All right. Well, uh, Dank Vader, thanks for calling in, man. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here you go. Can you hear me again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can hear you. Okay. I'll try to I'm being a bad boy right now. But uh, <laughs> I don't think it's a terrible idea. And I'll tell you why. Okay. You people like myself that work a lot. <laughs> But love MMOs. Okay. I've been playing. I played every MMO from EverQuest to fucking WoW to Final Fantasy, and I'm a Final Fantasy fanboy, so that's why I'm stuck in 14 so long. But it's not terrible. I mean, it's terrible for the fact that sorry players can't use it. But you have players like myself who are actually really good at MMOs who wouldn't mind. Granted, I have every character almost at level 60 anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But uh, <laughs> but, but, the, but think, why why would you why would you want uh, other players to be able to like why would you want to play with players who haven't had uh, you know to plug in the same amount of time and experience to uh, to 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 get where you are? Um, because a lot of people that play MMOs just kind of fuck all about the story. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, di- I, I, dis- I disagree, especially with F- Final Fantasy MMOs. It, well, with Final Fantasy, it's a little different, but most like MMO players, their goal is to get to the end game, get to the race. So, like that's usually my first thing. I, I can give two shits about the story, but I do love fourteen. Sorry, I'm kind of working a lot of breath. <laughs> we can tell, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just. It's, but like I said, they want to get to end game raids. They want to get to the PvP, and they don't have time because, like I said myself, I work twelve hours five days a week, and then I have a kid now. <laughs> well, but that makes sense. But if you think about FF14's population, like the average person does not want to get to raiding and PvP. Those are like the two smallest populations in this game. Yeah. So in a game that is is well, very end game focused, maybe, but not this from one. A raider and a PvP perspective. Because I do both very heavily. And, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm just going off of what I feel. It doesn't make us lazy, Mika. <laughs> well, I, uh, I think uh, if, uh, if it's just that's your opinion as a player, like... Like that's fine. I just think FF14 in particular doesn't lend itself to this because so few of the player base really care about what you do when you get to the end of the game. It's also about playing true. through and getting the story. Right. And that is true. And I will also say that. Uh, fuck! I lost my train of thought. <laughs> but I will also say that um, shit sucks. This. Oh, it's too early for Final Fantasy. They're only on their second expansion, and the way it works in WoW is they'll level you up to 100, but you still have to level 100 to 110. And they give you shit gear, but good enough gear that it makes you able to get the current gear. So it's not just like a hand-me-down. It's, uh, it's more of a, here's a, like a healthy hand. But yeah, I do think it's purely for Final Fantasy, and I'll let you guys go because uh, it's probably going to get really loud. All <laughs> right, all right, Dank Vader, thanks for calling in. Uh, we appreciate uh, we appreciate the call here on Limit Break Radio. I don't have a response to that. Uh, I, I don't know. I I, I I I just I disagree. I think that it would 
be a detriment uh, to to the player base. Yeah, yeah I, I think, feel like it makes sense in a game where end game is the game, but right. in in 14's community is not lend itself to that. Mm-hmm. There, there. In terms of PvP and Endgame, it's such a small population of people that it would really be a detriment to do that. It's extremely so. casual. Yeah. 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 I mean, and, and, and I'm kind of saying that coming from a rating perspective, like that's what I play the game to do. However, the way that this game is built up, just it does, it wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, I uh, I totally agree. Uh, let's uh, let's just kind of go back to the uh, interview here for just a second before we go back to the phone lines again. If you'd like to call Limit Break Radio on Skype eight one zero five one five eight seven one five limitbreakradio.com slash discord uh, with items mmorpg.com uh, ask this with items uh, Heaven's Word is interesting with the diversity and how they look and uh, like weapons and equipment. Uh, we're still seeing items, however, that only have marginal upgrades have you given any thought or uh concerns to diversifying items from a gameplay standpoint like challenging your uh like changing your abilities how your abilities work or anything like that this is something that we've actually given a lot of discussion to here on uh on this program uh and yoshida responds in terms of having specific abilities assigned to a weapon or a significant stat on a weapon the chances that uh are that players are going to look at that and see the strongest weapon Weapon and all flock to it. So when the development side is looking at game balance, we'd have to anticipate a party of eight with everybody having that particular weapon to, and set the balance uh, to match that. By doing so, we run the risk of limiting uh, the options you have for items and the difficulty would have to be balanced to cater to that particular weapon. And that's a very big risk uh, and not something we feel is a good thing uh, other MMOs have done this and haven't been successful with it. Uh, if there were specific items that had uh, that had that boost or an added ability, uh, we would want a situation where that item needed to be uh, uh, needed to be hard to obtain by farming or making the drop rate extremely low, and that's not really productive uh, either. This uh, in this game we have people of all skill levels. Uh, different players have the freedom to choose which content they want to play, and so the development team uh, wants to make it so that no matter how, uh, uh, no matter how each player plays the game, they can still end up at the same strength and be on an equal playing field. Uh, that's what we keep in mind when we decide the strength of an item. Adding anything special like stats or abilities on weapons is quite dangerous, and so we want to avoid that kind of situation. I think that this is a disappointing response from Square Enix. I feel like they could do it where they could like trade it off. Like You get a bonus Balance to an it. ability, but you lose a couple of points of strength or something. Or like Just look at something kind of trade-off. No, no, no. Or like, instead, or like instead of having a, a fourth like secondary stat give it an ability boost instead and that way someone who has the secondary stat instead it's more equal rather than like super overpowered right it's it's got to be it's got to be you know like there is a um a a, a benefit uh that equal you know like there's got to be balance to it right like they're right where if you have one item that's totally op you'll have everyone flocking to that item and trying to get it and so if that's the case you have to make the 
uh, you know, like the requirements for getting that weapon so outrageous so as not to flood every party with that weapon. And so you have to tune the fight to that weapon. Oh, I understand. I, like I get it. I understand that logic to a degree. But at the same time, though, I feel like if you're a, if you were able to put in something that is attractive that you can put in something or two or three things that are equally attractive on the other side and balance it so that not everyone is flocking to one thing automatically. Exactly. Or like if they just decided to make it their theory from here on out that every weapon's going to augment an ability, who cares then? Because literally everything will and people will then just choose whichever abilities they like better. Right. And so that way, like literally just make a complete vertical or like horizontal progression. Whereas that way, like, oh, I really like this ability, or I can choose this weapon. It's literally exactly the same, but augments this ability instead. Right. And so that way people can just choose, and it, they're all equal, and nobody's going to be flocking, and it doesn't even have to be super hard because every weapon's going to do it. And just change your balance from there on out and just make people choose rather than, like, just having one OP breaking the game weapon. I st- and I still think that uh, that additional steps to the relic should be available right from the get-go of a mm-hmm. patch, and that the, the just the grind requirement should be astronomical. Oh, really? You haven't changed your mind on that one yet, eh? I, re- I really <laughs> no, haven't. I like no, I, I, I actually do think that that would be a way to get people to to stay playing. You would actually have meaningful, uh, you know, meaningful glory gear. Yeah. Uh, people's uh, performance would be radically impacted by. That kind of thing, and yeah, would it would it adjust? Would it change the balance of certain fights when you have some people who have overpowered weapons join? Absolutely, but you know what? Sometimes that's really fucking fun. Like it's really fun to go in there and paste something yes, with someone can... who is amazing and go, oh, "Oh my god, that was um, that I was so cool." I will never forget the feeling of when everyone was getting their relics the very first time, yeah. and you were you were going in and you had to do Ifrit, Garuda, and uh, Titan. And if you got someone who randomly joined up that already had their relic, you were like, holy shit, yeah. this guy has their relic. There's yeah. no way we can lose because we're going to meet that DPS check, motherfucker. And like right. everyone was so excited when someone joined that had the relic already. And it was a really cool feeling. Eleven did that to me when we were when they did the final level cap yeah. uh, break. I, I wiped on that fight like five or six times and then on the seventh attempt someone came in who had the 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 o chain fully magiend and just wrecked the fight for us i'm like yes and and that's and that's the thing like is there has there been an instance in final fantasy 14 where you've really got that feeling like holy shit i'm with like someone who's bananas like even if you are back then i think with their relic and that was the original release of the game i have not felt this since then right I, i mean even if you get paired with a really good dps cern is a great example cern's a great dps so you can see the DPS in terms of how quickly everything dies and how quickly you sure. go through the fight. But you, there's nothing about Cern's character model or any of the things that he's wearing or anything outside of the way that he performs his rotation that tells me, oh shit, this is going to be awesome. There's, there's nothing yeah, exactly. like in Eleven watching the the numbers scroll. Class. Absolutely, as it, it's chaotic at first, but as you got good at Eleven, you were able to pick out the numbers that you needed to see, and you'd see some guy like, wait, how much did he just Tachi Kasha for? Right. With, 
was that three thousand damage? What? I know. Yeah. yeah. So and you you don't you miss those moments. You don't see and like it, it's give or take because you'd be sitting there as you and you're DD and then just watching someone just paste your numbers. And right. You're like, Ugh, well, yeah. I suck. But even in eleven now, you see people who have mastered their jobs with you know the three stars above their head. And like yeah. who was it? That paladin that helped us the other day and he had like everything maxed out on his character. Yep. I just like sat there and drooled just staring at him. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I just I that was a great aspect to uh, to MMOs in the past, and I think that it's something that we. Uh, it, I would love to see FF14 make a, some considerations towards this because I they've made a lot of consideration towards the equitable part of the equation, making sure that everyone is on equal footing absolutely all the time. And it's a bit too rigid. You know, like that's I think that's the thing is that it's it's too rigid. It doesn't really give people a sense of an accomplishment. And I, I People are being able to articulate these problems, and that's and and the fact that Square Enix has no like hasn't addressed it or has no plans to address it. It seems like is really disheartening. Um, I you know it seems like they're digging their heels in on like oh no this is going to be the way that we do uh, uh you know item progression, and I think that you know like. They've they've said that other MMOs have tried it and haven't been successful. Okay, well let's maybe try let's vary the system a little right. bit. But saying that that's not a reason to try or uh, you know something like that, I think that that's a bad excuse. Here's man. your turn to invent the wheel. <clears throat> well, I, yeah. I think we're all hoping for something at FanFest that would lead us to believe that uh, there's a big change. We'll see. We'll we'll see. see. We are looking at older MMOs, though. Right. I mean, that is a little ray of sunshine. There has never been a line from Square Enix that I have so tightly clung to with hope. I know. I know. You know, Uh, there is one way for them to change this, hmm. is if the people, if we all start getting in a big community and start writing on the forums, if we have so many uh, people behind this thought... I, w- I, I think it would. While you're at it, tell them you want Lemon Break Radio at FanFest. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, but, like, the thing is, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I I don't know. I don't. Uh, maybe maybe they would listen to it, but I doubt it. I, I think that Square Enix is, you know, uh, you know, they do listen to their, their fan community. Not only that, but I think that we have a lot of listeners to the show that have been banned from the official forums. <laughs> so I'm, yeah, not, I'm not sure that that's exactly the best place to encourage people to go express their uh, displeasure. But, I mean, it is, it, you know, like, do talk about this on social media mm-hmm. and do talk about this. Have the, Spread uh, the word. Have the discussion continue. Hashtag because, make the official forums great again. Yeah. You know, uh, for as much as, you know, for as much as we can sit here and say that we don't like the idea of a jumping potion or we don't like the idea of uh, the way that there that Square Enix is doing uh, item progression, uh, that's fine. I, I, you know, just vo- make sure that you're avoiding Voicing your opinion in a way that Square Enix can hear it—an intelligent, meaningful. Mm. No, discussion. that doesn't have. That doesn't have to. I mean, say, I'm just saying it doesn't have to do with it. No, mm. no. You can you can post butts. Well, but you're gonna get banned if you do. <laughs> anyway, let's go back. To, let's go back to our phone lines. Uh, we've got uh, Melchuria from Sergeant Tannis on the line. What's going on, Melchuria? Okay, I wasn't going to call in because you guys weren't um, you, you guys weren't doing a story, but that last call triggered the shit out of me. So fuck it. Okay. Hi. Hi. Guys. Hi. Are, are you mad because he was calling from a trailer? <laughs> no, I was mad about what he was calling about because, like, okay, 
I may, I may, I may be like the, 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 the minority in this, but the one thing I look for in a game is story. If the story can't grab me, then I'm not going to be able to enjoy the game. The entire point of a fucking, well, not the entire point of a fucking MMO, because I can, um, Final Fantasy is like my, my fucking second MMO, but, um, with the, 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 the thing about it is it's a Final Fantasy game. Final yes. Fantasy is known for its fucking. And it's a numbered Final Fantasy game. Yeah. Uh, we may have lost Malkyria there. Oh, uh, no. She was really triggered. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I think I think I know where uh, where Malkyria was, was going with this. And that, you know, narrative is a big portion of uh, the Final Fantasy universe. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, think, uh, I, I think my attachment to a strict narrative has... Uh, really led up in in recent uh, experiences, especially with from software games and and stuff like that. Uh, they have a very specific way of uh, presenting their story that I actually I, I actually have found that I prefer. And you know, for as much as it, I I mean I do agree with you. Final Fantasy are they're very stro- story driven games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but that Dank Vader's not wrong at the same time. There are players play for a ton of different reasons. Many reasons if yeah. if the only reason that anyone ever played this game was for the story, that is its own sort of rigidness. That is its own sort of you know, like you do want to be able to allow people to play the way that they want to. But at the same time, there should be a certain expectation, I think, from the developer, and I think that it should come from the developer on the part of the audience to say, well, there's also going to be a significant amount of uh, you, you know of uh, legwork that you're going to have to mm-hmm. do if. If you want to enjoy X, Y, and Z, you know, it's not like there's nothing to do in the, uh, you know, leveling portions of the game. You've got access to dungeons. You've got, uh, you know, you've got the story that's driving Mm -hmm. you through a lot of those levels. And so I I, I think I, I think the complaint that. Oh well, it's too much work. Falls flat with an FF14 audience because we're like, eh, it's, it's not, not though. Right. Is it? Is it really too much work? Is it like if you've got a three-day deadline to review an expansion pack? Yeah, maybe that is a little bit quick. Mm-hmm. But maybe you should talk to your editor about deadline expectations right. as right. opposed to uh, shoveling all of that responsibility off on Square Enix. Okay, and, and when your editor comes to you and says you got three days on this, say, hey, really? No, no, and and. and and the thing is, is that the conversations about it uh, that we saw in the media, they weren't even conversations about the uh, the, um, uh, the 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 oh, what's the word I'm looking for uh, uh, benefits of gating story content versus not. It was mostly just complaints. I can't do this. That right. yeah, yes. that it yeah. exactly. It was it was more on the side of complaining that it than it was actually opening a meaningful dialogue mm-hmm. about MMOs continuing to uh, to just, to story gate. It's just ridiculous though because if you think about any MMO that's ever existed, I feel like fourteen is the least grindy. Mm-hmm. Like, I, mean, I just agree. Think how much yeah. Oh my grinding, God, do I agree? Story grinding, like yes. especially if you're an 11 or a WoW player, yeah. any of the, any MMO I agree. has more grinding than 14. So I feel like you really the, the complaints are really falling on deaf ears if, if you're complaining to someone who's played any MMO other than yeah, this one. Yeah, like this is like, the second this is, there least is grind no, you ever played. No, too much work in this game. There just isn't. There is a simple solution to this. 
All right. Square Enix knows who reviews their games. Send them this item or this certain code that lets them do this, that level jump. Solutions. I'm, no, I'm just saying. I mean, test server. That's it. Provide that's all a login information to critics and be like, here, log yeah. in with yeah. this character. It's already at the expansion. Mm-hmm. Have fun. I just, you know, I, like, there's no reason why they can't do that. I, I really feel like Square Enix would have their priorities very backwards if they were to adjust their content to be able to cater towards game reviewers as opposed to the community that they've built over three years. Yeah. Um, so, uh, all right, let's move on from uh, from this discussion. Uh, Deep Dungeon, uh, Gamerscape asking in this uh, interview, Deep Dungeon sounds like great content for casual players. Uh, were we, uh, we were wondering, though, if there, there will be content for more hardcore players. Can I read the answer? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I'm so excited about this last sentence. Um, Yoshida says, actually, Deep Dungeon will have a hardcore element. With the initial implementation in 3.35, there will be 50 floors, which we know. And in the future, maybe 3.4 or 3.5, Palace of the Dead will have up to 200 floors in a future update and that's definitely geared towards hardcore players now this sentence is what gets me he says i believe most players won't be able to get to that last 200th floor that's Ooh, very cool that's so Ooh. interesting challenge accepted yeah, the yes. gauntlet has been thrown down that by is sc what i was good luck to hear. yeah no that's really cool i i think that that is that is very encouraging uh from square enix and uh, you know uh, it's not that Square Enix doesn't know how to make challenging content. They know clearly. We've seen in Savage, and we've seen how uh, Binding Coil challenged uh, the community that they can come up with very challenging concepts for mechanics in in MMOs, and that they're very good at implementing them. What I I, I haven't I, there has been that gulf between though the uh, the d- very very daily easy what everyone would i guess call casual and then the rating yeah the the rating tuned fights and now i mean i really think that weeping city falls like right in the middle like finally closing that gap yeah that yes that's a great way to put it woody Uh, it's finally closing that gap between weeping city and midas i feel like they really have closed that gap and that there is starting to be a uh, a, a pretty solid middle core mm-hmm. of uh, of players for this game, and that yeah, that's where you're gonna find the highest percentage of players is just in that middle core. Well, and what's great about Deep group. Dungeon is that it's going to just by its nature encourage people to transition from casual to mid core to hardcore because you're like, are you gonna be like get to floor eighty and be like, all right, it's hard now, I don't want to do it anymore. I mean, most people I think will continue kind of grinding if they like the system, they'll continue grinding at it and getting better as players for it yeah i i agree i agree i i can picture someone finishing like floor 160 or something like that saying like hey wait a minute i just cleared floor 160 i wonder if i'm good enough to do rating i might be mm-hmm. well and and the good news is is that you can take that weapon that you've been working on and take it into the raid and test it and you know like it'll be a perfectly acceptable weapon to be taking in with you. yeah so yeah i wonder I, what the, the the uh the rewards are for, for getting to 200 i don't know I ooh. I'm excited to yeah. find out. Good question. Yeah, because story stops at 100. You you think this might set precedence for them to mix one big dungeon, you know, like for uh, the story, and then after, like we've been asking for that extra, you know, result or the extra drops or whatever we want from for the hardcore gamers. 
I, I, I mean, maybe uh, that's one place to put him uh, to to put an output for mm-hmm. him. Sure, uh, especially if the the challenge is extremely steep. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it it would be a good place to put you know exclusive loot or really hard loot to uh, to to get elsewhere. So. Chat saying if you clear floor two hundred, you get the jump potion. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, and then uh, our, our last couple of questions here, MMORPG saying that uh, Deep Dungeon is interesting and different than what you've done before. I was wondering if there's any particular inspirations you drew from when designing it from a mechanical standpoint. Yoshida responds, the basic concept uh, is to have uh, first-time players and veteran players be able to go into the dungeon together and enjoy the content. It's not about maneuvering through the mechanics and gimmicks of the content, but just uh, enjoy playing and progress deeper into the dungeon with that concept when uh in mind when you start deep dungeon everyone starts at level one uh i really wanted to try to make it roguelike and see how that would fit into ff14 the battle content and the rules for deep dungeon are very different from the typical content so we hope that players try it out mmorpg responds uh were there any specific roguelike uh roguelikes that you were looking at when you designed deep dungeon and uh, yoshida responded in japan there was chocobo mystery dungeon uh, we were hoping to sort of recreate that with deep dungeon i'm so glad they didn't name it chocobo mystery dungeon <laughs> me too Dude, that would have been the best me too. Been so no, no, lame. Yeah, that, yeah no deep dungeon is a way better yeah. uh way better name good call yeah uh, so there you go that's uh, most of the big points from the uh combined interview from out at E3 of uh, Gamer Escape PlayStation Universe and MMORPG.com again we'll have links to this interview on our website LimitBreakRadio.com we've also included a link in our chat room if you'd like to read more there were a couple of questions that we uh, didn't include on here uh, we just took uh, the most interesting ones uh, to, to discuss here today so uh, let's read a couple of emails and I feel like I've been doing a lot of reading so Escalia sure you get to take this first one. Hey, guys. Wanted to let you know the keychain and dog t- tag arrived today. It led to a bit of an awkward situation I wanted to share with you. Oh, oh interesting. Oh. I mentioned I'm... By patri- the way, by the way, uh, if uh, if you'd like to uh, pick up a keychain or a dog tag, you can do that over at patreon.com slash Limit Break Radio. It's a great way to support Limit Break Radio. Just a pledge of $10 a month gets you a dog tag 20 Gets you a path tag keychain, and we've got more uh, rewards up there like posters and T-shirts. We've also got uh, combined packages where you can get all of those rewards. You can check out all of that information over at patreon.com slash limitbreakradio, and we appreciate the support. Look at you with that plug. It's almost like you work in radio or something. I know, right? (laughs) I mentioned on Patreon that I had to end my pledge because of a large purchase I made. Well, I had to have it delivered to work because that's where I am always during business hours and it's been too busy lately to take time off i didn't want to tell my co-workers that i spent thousands on a custom medieval suit of armor <laughs> to fulfill a dream i had all my life so i kept it to myself that's kind of cool yeah that's kind of badass that's it a is. legit purchase where do you work that people would be like ugh like that's amazing yeah that's what i say if i see something come that through like that in shipping department i'm like no way that's I, so I, cool I have to see maybe this it's just on. that that we're kind of geeks and nerds but like maybe. i feel like anyone would be like Dude, that's badass. Yeah, yeah right. It's medieval armor. Yeah, 
But all you have to say is you're going to wear it to a Renaissance festival, and I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I can't see anyone that would be like. Yeah, don't or how about I'm just going to display it in my home? Yeah. Don't in my t- castle. <laughs> you yeah. don't want to say, I'm a LARPer. I you know, don't say that. <laughs> Maybe don't say that. Are you kidding me? I would sit around and just watch Game of Thrones in it. Like, right? I just. That's that what would I would be do. Awesome. That's, that's how I would get ready for Game of Thrones. I would strap up with my armor, and I would sit in full plate armor with my sword drawn, enjoying Game of Thrones. <laughs> People come in and say, Anira, what are you watching? Game of Thrones? Why aren't you wearing the cod piece? Don't worry about it. <laughs> That's for later. <laughs> Thing is, the suit came in a large wooden crate. Gossip went around, and people soon concluded that it had to have been a real doll. <laughs> <laughs> oh man Oh no Oh suit of armor's not sounding so bad now is it <laughs> And this is where LBR comes in That's worrisome Uh oh So my boss came into the cafeteria where everyone was having lunch He was holding a yellow envelope and asked Does anyone know Cyabria <laughs> And before I realized the consequences, I raised my hand. <laughs> it appeared that the envelope containing the merchandise was addressed under my FF14 character name, a woman's name. So long story short, the real doll my colleagues think I own is called Cyabria now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that is absolutely it, amazing. If you guys that was don't want your, your uh, pledge for a month. Absolutely. If your in-game name, just put it put your real name in the shipping. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Uh yeah. so uh that's pretty hilarious. Again, if <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to support Limit Break Radio, LimitBreakRadio.com or uh, Patreon.com slash LimitBreakRadio uh, is how you do that. And uh, I like ticket last night. That's pretty funny. <laughs> that I'm so happy right funny. now. I'm just in a good place. <laughs> we, need, we need an email like that all the time to right? cleanse the palate after being angry about something. Yeah. Yeah. That's not bad. Uh, Nika, how about you take this next email? Sure. Sounds a bit of a monster email, it looks like. Okay. Um, hey guys, let's talk about the animal weapon. All right. In episode 67, Arthur's called in to say that this step was worse than the I-200 step, and it is, but not for the reasons he stated. First, Umbright and Sand. At the max, you need 80 of each, and you only get three points per treated sand. That's fine. Get one of each a day, and that's about three months just in time for 3.4. Two a day, and just in time for 3.35. Well, maybe not. <laughs> if you do most of your roulettes each day, it's easy to get at least two or three Umbright a day. So what's the problem? Sand. Some of the items you need to trade from sand come from some form of crafting or gathering, which cuts out probably around 50% of the gaming community, as most people probably don't touch those systems. This is the crafting slash gathering scripts, the crafted items, which I'm pretty sure you need books for, and the demi material, which you need to have a decent their level to do anything with. There are also the moonstones, which you can only... Which you can wait, which you can only get one a day from the Ixal, again if you are a crafter, or from the grand companies for four K. Why they are still four K for six or so patches after they were introduced is nuts, but whatever. Unless you want to throw gill at things to get them done, which I don't like, but uh, moving on. Actually, I want to stop there for a second. You can get moonstones from the grand company with grand company seals. Yes. Yeah, for for four thousand seals. So, yeah. yeah, that's yeah, what they so just that's what they doing, just said. So yeah, they were saying doing only the Ixal, but. If you're doing roulettes, you just get the gear and turn them in, which doesn't seem that hard. But. No, it, it really isn't. Like, the Moonstones, I think, are are fairly reasonable. That's I think one of the easiest things. Someone was saying that the exchange rate on them is, is really unreasonable, and I I didn't think it was. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I mean, I, like, I very, very... Just do dungeons and roll on everything. Exactly. I, I, like, the thing is, is I never remember to roll on things from dungeons, and I would just have them just fall into my inventory good. randomly. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, yeah, now I'll roll on... On everything and now because I'm rolling on on everything I'm you know getting way more so it's like even without 
trying without making any kind of effort. I was, uh, I, you know, I, I, shit, I was capping out on grand company seals. People are like, well, what about ventures? Well, I'm sorry. Do you not have nine stacks of fucking ventures? No, I don't. I'm about to run out of ventures because I'm using all my grand company seals on moonstones. But literally, once I'm finished, I'll go right back to getting ventures. That's not that big of a deal. That, but that's the thing, though, is that like I. I had literally nothing else to spend grand company seals on mm-hmm. for like three patches. I had like two stacks. So yeah, like I dude, I've got so many goddamn ventures that it's like I really could throw all of my, you know, dedicate all of my allied seals to uh, moonstones and that would be perfectly acceptable. <laughs> All right, so there's there's more. He says, then there are the primal items. Now, these items randomly drop to players and not 100% of the time, and you need three different ones just to get one sand. I might be wrong, but they have upped the drop rate or how these items are given out, but that's still, that's three items for one sand, which means you might be killing one primal multiple times just to get one item. Again, though, if you got gill, have at it. <coughs> Next is the machi farthing and elegant catalyst. This might seem like a good idea until you realize you need two machi farthings. Not as hard as you get one each time you do Void Arc, and five Algon Catalysts for one sin, and that's the problem. You can only get one Catalyst every week through the CT quest for certain. One also drops from Labyrinth of the Ancients and Circus Tower, but you are rolling against seven other players who are rolling to sell them or there for their own weapon. If you got them for just beating a CT section, this would be good. However, how, how it is, however, sucks. You can buy the Catalyst, but they are going for 14 to 20k each on Gilgamesh, so have fun. I do think that they need to up the drop rate I do of have like catalyst. 35 of those just stashed you know, in my retainer, though. That was actually, you know, a lot of people were saying like, oh, I was just tossing items that now we need for stuff. The elegant Catalyst, that was the only one that I was pitching. That was the only so one that I... I kept them because I, I figured not. someday I might craft those cool-looking weapons, so I just kept, kept, kept keeping them in the well, realist, like you, 20 gil. You did so the smart like thing. You did the smart yeah. thing, clearly. Although, uh, the, it, it does, if you have a lot of Catalyst, it does suck that it kind of puts the <laughs> onus back on you to get the Miyachi Farthings, or the Makai Farthings, because uh, the Makai Farthings are not just used for the this step of Anima, but you also need... One when you hand in the uh, the the Weeping City coin as well. Right, but you to, can only get one coin a week, so I figure if you do one right. coin and one Void Arc, get your upgrade for the week, and then just do Void Arc once or twice again, and then you're good to go. It, it, but that's that's a lot of Void Arc. That, it is. I mean, that's that's uh, not just not just getting through Void Arc, but the Q times in there as well. I mean, it's just it's a lot. So it is. Um, he says, next is the Machi Farthing and Algon. Oh, I already read that one. Um, where was I now? This is, this is a lot. Pass the primal items. Um, yeah, okay. He says, Savnarian Mists and Enchanted Ink is the way I've been getting my sand. <clears throat> you need five of each, which amounts to 450 Poetics. Yeah. So five of the dungeons that reward 100 Poetics and you get one sand. And the dungeons are pretty fast. Not to, not to mention the Poetics you get from daily roulettes. And you also, you also have good players that are grinding those dungeons too now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it makes it even faster. Yep. The best way to get sand, though, is with leaves. And this feels uh, a lot like an exploit that SE will patch soon, but who knows? You need one, one amber encased valakin to get one sand. Mm. When you need so many other items just to get one sand, and here is the rub. You don't even have to do the leaves for a chance at the amber. You just start the leave, see if there is a chest. If not, abandon it and try again. If there is, congrats, you get a sand. Open the chest, abandon the leave, repeat until you are out of leaves. Happy, get 27 amber out of 100 leaves, I think, and others have gotten more. So, wow. yeah. Or Mr. Happy. Oh, that's clever. Wow. Um, have fun with leaves before Essie nerfs it. 
Yeah, no, I've, I've heard about this. It's nice to see leaves actually used for something. I Well, yeah, no, I actually didn't know that. It, that does feel a yep, bit exploited. the treasure chest, yep. That because does feel a bit exploited. you could exploited. take them and um, turn them into the leaf person in Ishgard for, like, gear or something. Yeah. So, like, I actually remember I had so many of them when Ishgard first came out, and I was like, oh, hey, sir, and look, I just I just found where you can turn this guy in. Like, over here, you turn these in for stuff. And I think I turned them all in. Wow. It's like, no. Wow. Uh, so, so as you can see, there's really only two good ways to get sands if you don't want to spend gill or are not a crafter or gatherer. Unlike the I-200 step where you could do beast stripes, Alexander, Poetics, and Esoterics, and you were guaranteed tokens to get some items or the currency to get items. So IMO, yes, Arthur's was right. This step is worse than the I-200 step, unless you're a crafter and gatherer and a pretty nicely geared one at that. Sorry for the long email. Looking forward to more shows. Uh, Burning Skull of Gilgamesh. Well, thank you very much for that email. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really interesting interesting uh a couple of people in the chat uh so they know the secret to sands why are they bitching i you know the secret to sands i think that this is uh that this is really interesting i guarantee you that we're gonna get a complaint email between this show and next week because we talked about this because we we let the secret out and i guarantee you that square enix probably will patch that i mean i've seen this going around on facebook groups for a while though yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But it, I, has it been working its way back to Square Enix? Do they know that this is a problem? I mean, we've addressed it, so now they're going to hear about it. Of course. Of so, course. so Got that LBR bump. That's right. <laughs> but I guarantee you there's going to be one or two people who email in that are like, man, you really shouldn't have talked about that because now they're going to fix it and it's going to fuck the rest of us. <laughs> And well, go do it now, guys. Yeah, get on Got it. until Tuesday Quick. when this comes out. And, well, no, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> saying, like that. There, that happens a lot in MMOs. I mean, the let's talk about the salvage exploit, the salvage dupe exploit that was in Eleven forever, that was not talked about at all. You would go to, I mean, forums were complicit in shutting down conversations about it so it didn't work its way back to Square Enix and they identified it as a problem. And they assumed, which is of course what they assumed Square Enix was doing. The reality of the situation was Square Enix was monitoring it the entire time and handing out retroactive bans after the fact. And I just, you know, like, Okay, you found you found a nice little uh, exploit method, and if you want to get mad at us for talking about it, that's your right, I guess. But you know, is it isn't does that make some sites or discussion places complicit in in letting that exploit run rampant? Because I think it kind of does. I think it kind of does. I, I, there's not a lot. I think that there are people who would hear about that and be like, "Shh, don't don't say that much about it." I mean, it was on Happy's thing. I get it. You know, Happy did it. it got twenty-seven amber out of doing a hundred leaves. Uh, so you know, I, I don't. I I think that uh, that you know, this is one of those things where you know, Square Enix is going to address it. Mm-hmm. I'm just happy to see leaves used for something. That's true too. That's true. I mean, that it may have been a purposeful decision on Square Enix's part to funnel people back towards leaves. I mean, that... Granted, they're just starting them and then abandoning them, but... Yeah, see, that's that's the part that seems to fly in the face of it. You you, you should want to be able to get through... Maybe they'll adjust it to when you go through the whole thing. That's how people used to level in 1.0 nobody cared. Like, right. You yeah, just, you, you Nobody do those, cared about you do the, anything in 1.0. I know, but you know, those the, there was those leaves that what you would just like do all the random XP that spawned and then, you know, abandon it and then start it over again and just kill everything. 
Yeah, but let's not look to 1.0 for any suggestions about how to do things. <laughs> Especially leveling. Remember that shit? What a mess. Stamina? Remember that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did a grand total you can even one XP attack, party. You know, in, just, uh, even right? your regular heavy swing or just regular mm-hmm. attacks used a stamina TP. <laughs> Goddamn. Uh, yeah, I did, I did one XP party in 1.0 and promptly never did another one when they started yelling at me because my Dragoon didn't have, uh, or my Lancer, I didn't have Cure. <laughs> available so I couldn't help cure I could not understand that mm. uh, I do remember that I mean like I, I remember every once in a while uh, I'd be walking around and I'd find a dead person and you know just put rays on my bar real quick and it was very weird watching a warrior raise somebody else right. but uh, it, it did happen we, and, and it was weird that we had the MP to be able to cast it too yeah. that, that was very strange that was always funny in 11 when you could sub white mage but you'd never have the MP to be able to cast rays or something like that <laughs> that's true too yeah. uh, anyway Burning Skull thank you very much for that email by the way if you'd like to send an email to Limit Break Radio hosts at LimitBreakRadio.com is the email to send it to uh, we'll also take your calls limit break radio on skype 810-515-8715 limitbreakradio.com slash discord if you'd like to get in here at the end our next email comes to us from zero aeolius from the fairy server who says i just recently list- listened to episode 67 and wanted to say that this patch is definitely going on the right direction for future patches because of its focus on the casual and hardcore players in a balanced matter i'm a casual player and so far hallbreaker hard mode helped my eye level uh for now instead of grinding we uh weeping for the right gear per week uh, i also want to say you guys brought out my passion for this game Again, since uh, I was losing interest because of 3.2. After listening to you guys, I realized I shouldn't be afraid to tank. So now I proudly, I proudly uh, wielding my sword and shield, improving my skills for my FC. So thank you guys for being honest and true to yourself. Peace out. Thank you very much for that email, Zero. Uh, we uh, we appreciate it. So uh, glad that uh, you have found your way back to FF14 for 3.3 and that you're enjoying it uh who want this is we want to do this last wow. big email or do we want to hop over this one <laughs> it's it's a pretty big email uh why don't you take this uh Scully? all right hey lbr crew i have an idea for additional effects on anime weapons uh these effects will be static on a specific weapon for the job and will not affect the gameplay itself rather just change the reward system and duties it does seem like Yoshi P went out of his way to poo-poo on this idea. But yes, he did. Whatever. Also, the effect from a specific anime weapon will be granted onto all team members so they can benefit from someone, even if they don't have an anime weapon yet. For example, paladins get more poetics when equipped with an anime weapon. And he is saying anime every time. Uh, I'm not just reading it that way. Warriors get more esoterics. Paladins, uh, Dark Knights get more lore stones. White mages will have a high drop chance for a useful potion from additional dungeon chests. Man, I think White Mage gets the shaft in that. <laughs> yeah. Astrologians will boost every other anime weapon effect in your party for 50% or give them a higher chance for a TT card to drop. Uh, scholars and summoners have a higher chance for a minion drop. Black Mages will have a random chance to let enemy drop cri- enemies drop crystals or shards. Boo. Bards will have a higher chance uh, for Equestrian rolls to drop and even have a chance to let them drop for uh, hard mode primal versions. Machinists will have a chance to double the amount of a material item when dropped. Ninjas will have a, cha- a higher chance to let items drop from enemies or bosses. I know Ninja has a skill for that, but it's rather weak and almost not noticeable. Monks will increase the amount of gill that drops from enemies uh, and for duty completion. 
All right, here's the good one, Dragoon. Uh, Dragoons will make your gear damage less during fight. Boo. <laughs> Go away. Either you'll only grant those buffs to all the anime steps or just the recently highest step. A higher drop chance for items will be granted to the item in general, so it's not guaranteed you get the item when equipped with an anime weapon. Also, the effects will be kind of low, like 10% more stones. This is really kind of an interesting concept because, you know, whenever we talked about this, we had talked about it in a way where it was affecting battle uh, right. battle stats and, and, and battle abilities. And this is a way to have that sort of like permanent character growth, but in a way that doesn't affect the actual mm-hmm. battle tuning which I think is an interesting idea and I wonder and maybe not necessarily like lock it by job but allowing you to choose one sure yeah and, well and not like, only or, the way it is like some jobs will be like some of those jobs like some of those suck well but not only that but like it would it, uh, when you're considering party structure for things it would bring an additional reason to bring a job along other than oh it's a it fits this role right y- you know like oh we can get a nice little bonus from whatever uh i you know it might, I, it's it not inc- a terrible idea i kind of like this idea what it might encourage you to do is make a second relic weapon it might encourage you to get a second one so that you can have the effect. Oh, I'm going to be going minion farming at some point. I better get the better get the appropriate relic. And having it, yeah, and having it just straight up attached to uh, a weapon. I think that that's a really it's a fascinating concept. I think in concept that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Balancing that right and making it like decent would be hard. I think. I think it would be hard, but this is a way that it wouldn't be. Again, it's not it's not impacting your actual battle uh, uh, tuning. Uh, which seems to be the thing that Square Enix is like to do. Yeah. Well, Square Enix is really like they 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 protect that a lot. They mm-hmm. don't want to uh, end up messing up their battle tuning. Which I, I, I there's a part of me that understands yeah. that. Um, but adding meaningful character growth is also a really important part of an MMO and and is really I think important to an MMO audience too so I, I think that this is a good way to kind of meet in the middle well the email goes on to say but then some jobs will be too good in some duties for example in dungeons where you can't get ESOs or you uh, cap your lores already I'll hear you say and yes that is true but there will be duties where your anime weapon is better than the others and others where an other weapon is better than yours and that's a good thing giving some jobs an advantage in some duties is way more interesting I agree I like that line give Giving, giving some jobs an advantage, whether it be real or perceived, in, in certain duties is interesting. It's, and interesting is the right word for yes. it. Uh, let's get to the nasty part. I don't want to beat off a dead horse. <laughs> Jeez. But from what I've seen, people are complaining more often about early pullers in hunts again. It's because more people doing hunts for the upgrade items I know. But let me tell you what I think about it. If you are not in an active hunt group and just ERPing in your FC's private room with your handsome Lala roommate Josh, who loves you but can confess but can't confess his true feelings to you because his parents are not okay with that you are a femro what wait it's pretty uh that was that was the longest run on sentence ever interesting uh and that is very specific stop bumping against the walls and screaming like a dying deer i can't fucking sleep you bricks where was i all right hunts so if you are in an active hunt <laughs> group you should have no problems arriving in time for a hunt and even if you only get one hit on the mob your team members should have done enough damage but if you're just jerking off on your weeaboo character and don't come in time you don't deserve any slash full reward for your participation you can't expect people to search the hunt mob for you and wait for you and every other person on the server to arrive even if you are a special snowflake hunting is not a welfare feature and if you don't work for a reward you shouldn't expect such it's nice when you get it but that's about it all right i'm done here i just want to add that you guys make a great show to listen to always nice to hear you have so uh have so much fun recording the show even if there is not much going on in the world of ff14 being funny and critical and critical on the game is what i love about the show most keep it up and i just wanted to say i think your dicks are good i'm out 
Nah. Sincerely, uh, Misa Weiss from the Bratwurst Server Shiva. <laughs> nice with the with the drop in there. That yeah. was a nice touch. I don't think uh, I don't think Juxta would have done that. Well, Jux doesn't pre-read the emails. I think we should. I think we should. Uh, yeah, we should fire Jux stuff from drops. I think. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> and we've taken more callers today than we've than we take when Jux is manning the phone lines. Uh oh. You think Jux would be mad if he knew I was wearing his burger phones? <laughs> you think he'd be upset about that? Uh, maybe he might be. <laughs> oh man! Well, thank you very much for your emails again. If you'd like to email Limit Break Radio, hosts at limitbreakradio.com is how that gets done. We'd love to read them on the show. If you've got uh, any reactions that you'd like to email in, I know I saw a couple of people e- saying that they wanted to write emails about the jumping potion. Well, we'd love to take them. Hosts at limitbreakradio.com. We'll read those on the show next week. All right. Well, guys, I think that that'll just about do it for Limit Break Radio for today. I want to encourage you guys to join us over at Final Encountercast. That's twitch.tv slash Final Encountercast. We're going to be talking about anime. We're going to be arguing about anime. Talking about the animus. So uh, come over and and talk about that with us. Uh, Final Encountercast on, uh, on Skype is uh, how you call in. We'd love to hear your calls. We want this to be a nice, fun discussion. Again, we were going to have an E3 wrap-up show, but with Kooky in the hospital, we're going to push that off for a week. It just wouldn't feel right with Kooky in the hospital. Yeah, it really wouldn't. And uh, so uh, make sure that you guys uh, also tune in next Sunday. That's uh, the 26th of June here at uh, twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio at 1 p.m. for Limit Break Radio episode number 69. You're not going to want to miss this one uh, as well as uh, it's going to be the most mature episode we've ever done totally as well as over at twitch.tv slash final encounter cast uh, to catch our E3 wrap up show where we're cat- we'll catch up with Kooky make sure that she's doing okay as well as uh, listen to some of her exclusive interviews from out on the E3 show floor and uh, get some of her experiences because she got to check out a bunch of cool mm-hmm. stuff including I hear PlayStation VR so we want to hear um, all about that from her. That's going to be on the next episode of Final Encounter Cast. Guys, thank you so much for all of your support over at patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. It's how we're able to continue making content. It's how we are able to cover E3 the way that we did. Uh, we got Kooky Persona out there on the show floor because of you. Mm-hmm. That was not... There, there was no wheeling and dealing that was done behind the scenes. All that was was hey E3 these are are the are our server metrics these are what uh, you know uh, this is the audience that we have and E3 said hey come on to the show floor mm-hmm. and so we have you guys to thank for uh, you know for growing the product and being able to do new and adventurous things like go to E3 uh, we are looking down the barrel of Fan Fest we're going to be ordering tickets for Fan Fest of course with you guys on Tuesday uh, we're you know we're we're in the same boat as the rest of you. We're going to be vying for any amount of those limited tickets that we can get. Uh, and again, we just we we do want to thank you for your support at patreon.com slash limit break radio and just remind you that, you know, the way that it, like it's you guys, it's really you guys that make the show possible and that make the network possible and make this kind of content possible. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about a opportunity opportunity that final encounter cast uh has been working on for the last six 
weeks. I kind of hinted at this on an older episode of Final Encounter Cast. We're going to talk about it a little, little, little bit on the show today. So if you want to know, you know, what we've been doing behind the scenes to try to make this, uh, you know, really make this company, uh, you know, stand on its own and and uh, try to grow Mm -hmm. the uh, audience and try to grow the company, then tune into Final Encounter Cast. We'll have a little bit of information about that. Uh, We can't talk about too much of it, but it's actually really exciting and it's actually really cool. So we invite you to tune in over at twitch.tv slash Final Encounter Cast. Join us for our big anime discussion and uh, also hear what is coming up for the future of Final Encounter Cast. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Limit Break Radio today. I want to thank my excellent cast. It's a skeleton crew today, but we've got Papa Woody interning over here. Uh, we've got Escalia manning the drops and the phones, and Nika Kayanian, of course, offering her expertise on all things FF14. Thank you guys so much for all the hard work that you do, and thank you to our audience. It's your support that helps us keep going. Patreon.com slash Limit Break Radio. I'm Nero. Keep listening. Limit Break Radio is a production of LimitBreakRadio.com and Bender Media Productions. Today's episode was produced by Amiro Grigori. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. Funding for Limit Break Radio is provided by Miri Kennett, Captain Failboat, Zurian Urexen, Azura Giacho, Bianca Forwin, Kalina Ashsaber, Thor Carson, My Waifu, Satori Komeji, Darbykins, Sakura-chan, and fellow Limit Break Radio listeners. To support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. Opening music in this episode from Daniel Lambie. Listen to Man with the Machine Gun and other great tracks at facebook.com slash Gamer. Closing music in this episode provided by Husky by The Geek. Listen to this and other great Final Fantasy XIV and video game rock covers and original music at facebook.com slash huskybythegeek. In-game graphics for Limit Break Radio's Twitch stream are provided by Diamond Multimedia. Check out their line of AMD graphics cards and other hardware at diamondmm.com. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content.